0: Good morning, it is Danger Dan, coming at you from a remote location in my cabina here in Panama. <clears throat> Happen to be, uh, I don't know, a few hundred yards down the road from my good friend Rob Rouser and his girl, Yena's Place. We're going to go on a little dirt bike tour. He's got some buddies with some KTMs and uh, they're going to they're gonna show me Panama. Uh, The podcast today, I recorded with Jeremiah Smith, currently out of Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I got to meet him last year when we rode to Daytona, and he happened to be in, like, coincidentally, it worked out where he was just right down the street from me the night before I flew out, so I got to uh, sit down and record this podcast. Jeremiah is a fucking badass skateboarder who happens to actually Ride motorcycles now. <clears throat> now, I know you've heard that story before, and so have I. But after I met Jeremiah and rode to Daytona and had a great time with him, I saw a video that he posted of him skating. And that motherfucker is a shredder, This fucking super shredder. And uh, riding to Daytona with Jeremiah was, you know, there was one night specifically that I'll never forget where we're fucking banging gears hitting the two-lane twisties, traffic going the other way, and we're rolling shoulder to shoulder with, like, little room for error on this fucking road. And it was sick. It was real fucking sick. That was like, uh, I got goosebumps. Jeremiah, thank you for that. Not many people will jam that fucking hard shoulder to shoulder, and it's always fucking awesome doing that. God damn, I love that. Anyways, Jeremiah, thank you for sitting down talking with me. Let's get into it. Now, shout Dude, it is fucking beautiful here this morning. Roosters are crowing. Oh, man, I don't have any fucking coffee. That's one thing I'm missing right now is coffee, but I'm fixing to take care of that. And uh, I'm going to ride some dirt bikes. But first, I want to tell you about MC Shop Tees, your T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right. You support this show when you sign up, and you also support motorcycle shops from around the country. It's a beautiful thing. We've got men's sizes, women's sizes, and kids' sizes. You can sign up to pay monthly, or you can buy three, six, and twelve month packages. This month's featured shop is Mad Pin Cycles at a Port Orange, Florida. Nick Pin Pin Sabine. Dude, he's a bad motherfucker Building some rad bikes For himself and for customers And uh, his little brother helps him out in the shop, too. Or maybe it's his older brother It's a family affair, dude uh, It's a rad shop And I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing Nick in Tennessee So uh, The next month Not exactly sure I got some shops lined out I'm not sure who is gonna Which art's gonna come through But I know Brian Helm Went out to L.A. this weekend and got to shoot power plant. So hopefully we can line that one out in the next month or two. And, dude, we got giveaway clay coming up. We got some rad shops coming up. So go sign up MC tees. Once you see the artwork on the Internet, it's too late to get the T-shirt. So sign up so you do not miss another month. Uh, another way you can support the show is go to DangerDansTalkShop.com and sign up to be a patron. Five bucks a month. Dude, I'd burn it up in gas easy. And then i get you a chance at winning a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. That's right. LowbrowCustoms.com has got all your chopper needs. Trust me. I know. Because, dude, I, I, it, takes, it takes like daily routine maintenance to ride your chopper daily. And I know this because I've been riding my chopper daily for a long time now. I guess I haven't been here recently, but dude, Lowbrow Customs will keep you on the road. I use the Pan Am oil 60 weight in my chopper and I run Bates Bajas religiously. And I couldn't be more stoked with them. When you order from Lowbrow Customs, the shit shows up like The next fucking day or the day after that, trust me, it shows up fast. So check them out and uh, sign up at Danger Dance Talk Shop so you can have a chance at winning a $100 gift card. Uh, We've given away a lot of rad shit on the show. Anything from knives made by Nick to motorcycles. I gave away a race bike and a couple years ago I gave away a trip to Nepal thanks to MotorcycleSherpa.com. And we are going back in November. So go to MotorcycleSherpa.com. Check out all the information they put on ride tours in Nepal and India and even Mongolia. We're going to go back to Nepal and do the Stairway to Heaven trip in November. The first two weeks in November. Trip's filling up fast. And I'm excited about it. I'm hoping to have this whole... Pan-America Highway knocked out by then, too. So we can talk about that while we're over there riding the Himalayas. It's going to be sick. So uh, we got some big events coming up, too. I'm fixing to fly back on Monday and and then drive to Tennessee for the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. And if you haven't bought tickets, go to MotorcyclesAndMusic.com. Buy your ticket. Use Danger Dan at checkout. You'll get $15 off. And whoever rides the furthest to the event that uses Danger Dan to buy their ticket, I will give them their money back upon arrival. Pretty fucking sick, right? They're going to have flat track racing. They're going to do a hill climb. They got enduro trails opened up. Bill Dodge is having the Bling Cycles Invitational. Fucking Music, live music, a bunch of it A bunch of it And I'm going to be doing a podcast every day To tell you what's happening each day And uh, so that if you're there You can listen to it each morning And figure out what you're going to do that day And if you're not there You can just hear about what you're missing So, pretty rad Situation Uh, After Tennessee What's next? May, June June, March, April, May, June, you got Born Free in California, and then July 22nd, you got to run to Raton, Chop Wizard Invitational, and then July, August, August is Sturgis, dude, oh my gosh, the lineup for Sturgis is so huge, Party at Sasha's on Saturday, Chopper Magazine, FXR Bizarre Show, FXR Bazaar Show, uh, at the Harley footprint in Deadwood on Sunday, and then flat track racing with Jeremy Prack of Flat Out Friday at the Jack Pine Gypsies. Thank you, <clears throat> Patrick. Um, yeah, Jack Pine Gypsies racetrack right off the highway. Jeremy will be be doing races Monday and Tuesday, and he's going to do like a run what you brun class, like He wants to see the choppers out there on the track. He called me up specifically and was like, hey, dude, I want you to run your fucking chopper out there. I'm like, fucking done, son. I'm on it. So come to the racetrack, and I'll fucking throw dirt all over you while you try and keep up. And uh, let's see. What else is happening? Ricky Bongos, he's having a wild Vegas party, I'm sure, somewhere Everywhere, all the time. Check him out, please. And then uh, August 26th, you got the FXR Bazaar and Chopper's Magazine Virginia City Roundup, dude. That's right. They have invited FXR builders. They've invited Chopper builders, and they're having a fucking show and a rodeo in Virginia City like an old-timey western town in Nevada, it's gonna be sick as fuck. Do not miss out. You can ride a bull there. That's right, dude. Rodeo games and chopper show. Uh, September tenth is party at the pen, Boise, Idaho. Put on by Chop Merchandise. And uh, dude, the fuck, there's a ton going on. And uh, yeah, dude, let's get into this podcast with Jeremiah, so I can go ride some dirt bikes. You can fucking say whatever you I want. I don't care how handsome you are. <laughs> I'll do so we're drinking my sister's beers at some Mexican restaurant. Jeremiah Smith in town from Birmingham. It's true. What a fucking I mean really, I you know, you know, we had talked a couple times you're coming to Texas, and then my trip kind of like took a whole new turn. And now I'm like on a different trajectory and then you hit me up and I'm like, fuck, man. Jeremiah's here, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to make it work because I'm going to my sister's tonight. I didn't even think you were going to be able to see you at all. I thought you were in a
1: different country.
0: Well, (laughs) I will be tomorrow, 24 hours from now.
1: Yeah, let's, so, yeah, randomly, we should break that down because... Oh,
0: it's been broken down a lot now.
1: Well, fuck, but even just that you happen to be, your sister lives down the street from the hotel that I'm staying at in, in... Texas McKinney McKinney, Texas, and you're about to jump on a plane to Costa Rica 10 minutes from here tomorrow morning and yeah, we just happened like, to get this
0: done with like fucking I got tires I got a battery kind of fucking hidden I don't know the yeah. logistics aren't real
1: clear I don't think you're supposed to travel with a battery well aid, there uh but you probably researched that
0: well there's yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> You're fun. I saw some numbers, and I was like, oh, no, it's, I don't understand this. These You're not numbers. even
1: allowed to take a shitty-ass vape into the air, let a fucking Harley Davidson battery.
0: <laughs> All right. So I didn't look real close.
1: Yeah, I could
0: tell. But I'm going to get there early, you know. That's good, though. Fuck it, man. The, the, uh, the, really, the one thing that I probably need to do something about tonight is I got a fuel pump, uh-huh. but it's from a used bike. So it smells like gas. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> dude.
0: I was wrapping. Isn't up that with the some main thing around. you need to get down there too? Did you mm. diagnose the whole situation before you left? Well, you know, I did. I have some people helping me out. Yeah. But there's only so much you can do when the bike's, you know, thousands of miles away. Yeah. In a third world country, and it runs off. I mean, the the problem with the bike right now is, is it's too smart for its own good. Yeah. You know, like it's just. I put on some tires it's not used to that started one problem and then I put in a battery I I put in all the stuff I did to prepare for the trip has now bit me in the butt really yeah cuz I didn't go get a Harley battery I didn't go get Harley fucking tires wow and those are the things that are causing Wait problems. it
1: knows what goddamn tires are on the fucking So thing? it's got
0: speedo sensors and anti-lock brake sensors so I think the tires I put on there are like a different ratio so like one wheel spinning a little bit slower or faster than it would be if I had on the Anarchy Wiles. Yeah. So it's making it think that one tire's like spinning, like losing traction. Can't so you just it,
1: turn the ABS off on those things? Like, well,
0: it does that for me because of that. Yeah. It turns that off. Yeah. It takes uh, I can't use any of the ride modes. The yeah. Because brakes are gone. The traction control. It's it, and it. But it still goes ninety. You know. Yeah. Like, it still goes faster than my shovel head and limp mode Well
1: no shit yeah really? we're fucking used to shovel heads so God only knows
0: <laughs> mind blown I mean really it's really I think it was a blessing in disguise because if I would have been able to just go 120 whatever I wanted to yeah I might not have made it to Costa Rica in one piece because I would have yeah you're kind there were some close calls you know with in limp mode so
1: yeah you got to reel it in a little bit down there there's no rules them especially dude at one point you're on their turf i'm
0: going i'm like going into El. this is my first time to ride i try not to ride at night period yeah If like i get to a point i'm crossing the border late in el salvador and i'm like got an hour stretch to do at night and going to the border there's like a line of 18 wheelers coming you know at, at me but they're all stopped well the, i guess the people in the back got fed up so then they cut over to the shoulder on the other side of me and they're going down the shoulder right Fuck. well then The guy behind him gets fed up. Now they're passing each other on the shoulder in my lane. So then there's like, oh, and then the guy passing the dude on the shoulder in my lane coming at me tries to get over on the shoulder, but there's a dude, like, riding a tuk-tuk. So he can't get all the way over. Oh, no, a tuk-tuk man. A tuk-tuk, an 18-wheeler, me, and then a line of 18 wheelers So I'm like, no fucking way, dude.
1: Yeah. And you're solo.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not like if you wipe out, someone's there to save your ass, really.
0: You know, that was probably the biggest handicap in the whole Central America gauntlet was being so low, Like, just having to leave my bike outside and just, you know, coming outside going, well, is it going to be there? You know? Yeah. What's missing? Are the bags open? No you know? shit. Is the Do you have a
1: down? way to lock it down? Like, the bags and shit? No. Fuck, that's stressful. Even my, even, you know... Even my shitty-ass Dyna over there, I'm like, i got a little lock I can bring with me. Well, i got a fork lock, too. I'm sure your bike has a fork lock. I bet it would be
0: easier for them to just start your Toyota up and leave.
1: I know. (laughs) I thought about that. I thought about that. Like, the whole kit. The whole kit's in there. Just fucking rip the steering column out. They're not going
0: to take the bike. Dude, I'm
1: from Chicago. I think about all kinds of shit like that. Well, see,
0: and that's the thing. People worry about, like, Mexico and third-world countries, but, you know, there's places in America that
1: put that shit to shame
0: yeah so yeah you you lived in Chicago before Birmingham
1: yeah well you want to start there or you want to start at the very
0: beginning let's start at the very beginning dude
1: I was born in Santa Cruz California
0: oh wow yeah yeah and that's up north it's central
1: yeah. yeah it's the Monterey Peninsula okay so I was born in Santa Cruz and I lived in a little tiny town called Bonnie Dune which is in the Santa Cruz Mountains and then I lived in Boulder Creek for a long time, up until middle school. Sick.
0: And then, Did you ride dirt bikes up there?
1: Man, I was too poor. Nah. I, we couldn't afford dirt bikes. I rode my friend's dirt bikes. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that's, I didn't ask if you had one. Did you ride? That's fucking yeah. riding culture
1: California, dude. Yeah, man, but I was young, right? And I didn't really have, you know, I grew up, we grew up on 98 acres in a, in a double-wide trailer that wasn't ours, you know? Like, okay. we, yeah. I didn't have friends that really had, like, sweet dirt bikes where we were gearing up and going. It was, like, you know, some Pee-wee 50s that we just yeah. putted around on. Two, so,
0: two up on them.
1: Yeah. I found skateboarding up there, you know? Like, my dad uh, gave me a skateboard when I was 10 years old. What and, year was that? Uh, 1995. I was born in 85.
0: So that was when skateboarding wasn't cool. It was, like, on the verge of, like...
1: No, it wasn't cool. Like, even when I was in high school, we were getting called fags, and I was getting spit on and shit by people for skateboarding, you know? So, but... when Okay. Yeah, my my dad was fucking basically... We didn't have any concrete where he lived, in the redwoods, you know? So he made me flat flat ground out of uh, plywood, and I learned how to skate flat ground on plywood. He made me, like... That's awesome. 20-foot section of plywood flat ground, and that's how I learned. So you just,
0: like, stacking shit up and ollieing over it? Yeah,
1: pretty much, yeah. And okay. then we moved to the big city of Boulder Creek and learned, like, you know, I met other skateboarders and concrete. Boulder and...
0: Creek, that's still in California?
1: Uh-huh, yeah. It's right down the mountain from Dune. Okay. And then in high school, we moved across the bay to Pacific Grove. And I went to high school in Pacific Grove. And
0: there was fucking there was parks out there then, right?
1: Yeah, there yeah, there was Derby. I skated Derby as a kid a lot. Um and that's in Santa Cruz. Okay. That's an infamous like little half bowl up top with snake run into a bigger bowl. It's been there since like fuck the seventies I think, maybe even before that. No shit. Um It's real primitive but it's cool. It's a really cool park.
0: So did you skate mainly street?
1: Yeah, I skated yeah, I skated a lot of street, yeah uh-huh and but I could kind of skate anything you know I could skate transition and I was a jack-of-all-trades
0: transition was just foreign to me really yeah we didn't have Texas didn't have parks Like we had one once I got to high school finally but uh-huh I just I didn't have plywood but I had a concrete driveway and I would just stack firewood up yeah see how many pieces of firewood I could do a kickflip <laughs> Fucking it
1: right yeah absolutely Make do with what you got.
0: You know, and then I... Skating Street was so fucking awesome to me that when the parks finally did start coming up, I almost didn't even have, like... My favorite thing about skateboarding is that people didn't like it. Yeah. You know, that... Mine you too. got, like, fucking 30 minutes to hit this handrail before the security guard's out there, the cops are getting called. Yeah. You know, like... There's Absolutely. a limited amount of time here.
1: Yeah. Skate- I always say, so like, skateboarding taught me most things uh, about life. Like... Patience, respect, keeping your head on a swivel. You're skating out in the streets, and you got to be aware of your surroundings. You know, just um, you know, taking turns, everything. Like it ta- skateboarding taught me everything, because I, I grew up in the streets on a skateboard every single day, all weekend long, for hours and hours and hours, just on my own. You know. Wow. So it you know it taught me a lot, and then you know. A lot of people want to give dudes that get into bikes shit about being like, "Oh, you're just an ex-skater and now you're into choppers." It's well, like, there's a lot of them. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of them, and like, you know, if you did it, you would understand, you know, and you can't really explain it to someone that never skateboarded.
0: If you have to explain it to them, they they won't even get it anyway.
1: Yeah, but you're just like a skater kid to them, though, which is fine. I don't, I'm, I don't claim to be a biker at all. I'm 100 percent skateboarder. <laughs> I've had a shovel head for fucking, you know, 11, 12 years now. But it, like, I'm still a skateboarder. It doesn't fucking make a difference. You know, like, I don't claim to be a biker. I'm no, not a biker. I, I like to, I love to ride motorcycles. I love to ride motorcycles as much as I love to ride a skateboard.
0: Yeah. Well, well I mean, where did you go from Santa Cruz?
1: Uh, so Santa Cruz to Pacific Grove, finished high school. And then my dad, when I finished high school, he was like, listen, I'm moving to Idaho to take this job. You can come with me, or you can figure it the fuck out. But I'm out, and I was like, "Oh shit, where the fuck is Idaho?" And he was like, "I never left California. I was like, you know, 18 years old. I've never left California in my life." And uh, I was working as a valet for the for the Marriott in Monterey, and I told them my situation. They're like, "Oh, well, we have a job opening in Chicago," and I was like, "Chicago?" I was like. Is that like where Roseanne is? Like, is that fucking like the suburb of New York? Like I seriously didn't even know where Chicago was. And I was like, they're like, we'll, we'll set you up with a place to live. You'll be a valley manager out there. There's already two managers that are heading out there. One of them's what? from here. And I was like, Chicago. Okay, I can do that. Uh, let me go to the library. So
0: let me go look and see where Chicago is on a map.
1: Yeah, so I went to the library and rented a bunch of books about Chicago and no read way. them.
0: No, you didn't. I swear.
1: And I was like, "Oh fuck!" You know, like, damn, this is. There's a lot of concrete there. Like, so I bet, I bet there's it? some skateboarding going on there. 2003. Oh, there's definitely fucking skateboarding going on. Yeah. There.
0: Were you not watching videos at the time? Surely there was like videos with like. Dude. Was it Love Park is out there? Is that the one? That's or, Philadelphia, oh, that's fool. That's Philadelphia.
1: Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That. That.
0: Chicago had some fucking spots. Oh no, there.
1: it does. Yeah. yeah, it's super infamous, but I was kind of like in my own like you know, northern California bubble to where like we would we would say well, we're going to the city this weekend, which means we'd go to San Francisco. Sometimes we'd go to L.A., but that was, like, a big deal for us. We were young, you know, yeah, and, like... Yeah, um,
0: We'd go to Dallas to skate. It's like, yeah. oh, we got a car. Somebody can drive. Exactly. We're just going to Dallas. Same shit, we're, yeah. Well, wherever we find a place to park, and then we just skate. Yeah,
1: 100%. Same fucking thing, man. So, but, yeah, I went. I went and read all those books about Chicago, and... You know, got everything set up and, and I told my dad, and I was like, hey, listen, I think I'm gonna move to Chicago. And he was like, all
0: well, right, yeah, I got a job offer too. <laughs> Good luck.
1: Dude, I moved there in the middle of January. Oh my God. I got off the airplane, didn't have a car, didn't know a single person in that city.
2: Oh, and you're 18. I had to
1: walk, I had to, yeah, I'm 18 years old. I had to walk to work every day, which was like a mile and a half in the snow. I was fucking miserable, With your bro. Skate shoes. Dude, no, I had like slacks. I had to wear a suit and tie to work every day. At 18 years old, I had to wear a suit and tie every day. Dude, I, I so swear were, like, I was gonna the kill, kill myself. To the
0: garage and skating back to the fucking the, the,
1: uh, there was no skateboarding. There was four feet of snow on the fucking ground. I'd never I mean, seen. But in s-
0: California, I imagine like oh. you were valeting because you could like. Take the fucking car to the parking garage, skate down the parking garage, get back to the valet, booth. Oh fuck, no, dude. No, it, it was w- it was
1: it, that place was so fancy, like you know the Pebble Beach Open, like you know Pebble Beach, oh, the been golfing. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice as fuck. Yeah, so the Pebble the the uh, Pebble Beach car show that happens at Pebble Beach every year, they would store a lot of their cars in our garage. Like, I parked Jay Leno's Ferrari one time. He ma- oh, my God. Yeah, he made me park it. He was like, he was like, here you go. And I was like, no, Mr. Leno, I'm good. And he was like, no, you're going to park it. <laughs> he he sat, he walked no down the parking way. garage with me. He held his hand on the fucking car door and was like, you got this. You're doing fine. You're doing great. He
0: walked you yeah. in his car? Yeah,
1: he just, just to fuck with me, kind of, I think. He was like, no, you're going to park it. And I was like, no, I'm not really comfortable oh parking God. it. I was—I had to drive it like fucking ten feet. He gave me a hundred bucks.
0: Why can't you do this, man? Yeah,
1: I was like, "Fuck that." I'm straight. But um. But yeah, moved to Chicago. Live with these two fucking bros who were older than me. I wasn't twenty-one. They would go out to the bars and go party, and I just sit at the house by myself, didn't know a single person. Uh, there was a skate, like a metal prefab skate park, not too far away from me, and I would like on a sunny day, it would be covered in snow. I went out there for four hours and shoveled off the mini ramp just so I could have something to skate. Yeah. And uh, it was rough, man. And, and then Did I...
0: anybody show up when you would do that? Surely, like...
1: Yeah, there are a couple kids, but I got introduced through my friend Alex White, who's uh, one of my best friends in, in Monterey. She was like, I know this girl, and I think her husband has a skate indoor skate park out there, uh, Jim Millardo and Amanda. And so I, I called them up on the phone. I was like, hey, what's up with the skate park? And they're like, yeah, we're here. Come here. So I went to their ha- to the skate park. I skated all day for free. We went to the movies that night. And they're like, yeah, you're a great guy. Come back anytime. So I started hanging out with them a lot, right? My job was miserable. My so I lived with my two managers. They would bring shit from home to work, work to home. They ended up fucking me over super hard. They put me in the self parking so booth. You did get the
0: manager job? That, that no, looks-
1: I did, but like I was 18 years old. And I was just I was 18 years old. I just fucking was shitty at it. I was I just didn't give a fuck basically. Yeah. And I was pissed and I didn't really have any friends. Well, I met Jim and Amanda and they were like, "Yeah, well, you know, if you're not happy with your job, just quit and move in with us." And I was like, "Uh, are you sure?" I was like, I don't really have any other options like I don't even know where my dad is right now. That's the only family member I have really, oh you know? God. Like he's the one that's raised me since birth. Like just me and my dad. That's it. So I was like, I don't even know where my dad is. He's in this place called Idaho. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll live with you strangers. Oh. I've known him for like they a month. Have a
0: skate park? I mean of course. Yeah,
1: so I moved in so my um, my boss my boss is at the valet place. They're racist around here. On it, dude. Yeah, shit, and he's got them glass packs, boy. Um, so my bosses were being really shitty with me. And they went to a Bulls game downtown. And I told Jim, I was like, came in, like, Do you, are you serious? Are you sure I can live with you? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, all right, come to my house right now. We're loading everything up. I'm fucking out of this fucking place. So they came home. They came home. And <laughs> I had moved all of my shit out from the house. And quit my job all in one swoop.
0: Nice.
1: I just said, fuck y'all. And that's not, not my style. I'm a two-week guy, you know. I give my two weeks, you know. But they were shitty with They were shitty. They were shitty, and they fucked with me, and they would just like, they were just rude as fuck. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. So they came home. And they are like, hey, where, where are you at? And I was like, oh, I'm upstairs. Did, Come they, up. did you have a cell phone then or something? Yeah, I had a little Nokia, like okay, brick okay. phone, yeah. They we are like, hey, where are you at? come upstairs in my room. Come up here. And they're like, hey, you're not here. What the fuck's going on? Where's all your shit? And I was like, oh, yeah, just kidding. I moved out. I took all my shit with me. You guys can get fucked. I'm out of here. And they're like, well, you can't do that. And I was like, I didn't sign in the lease. You guys can go fuck yourselves. Have fun filling my position at work. So then I just live with Jim and Amanda forever. Um... Long story short, like I ended up getting a job at a liquor Did you distributor. Work at the skate?
2: Okay. Yeah, I
1: worked at. The, he had a skate shop too, so I worked at the skate shop. I had a bunch of temporary jobs that you get from a temp agency. Oh yeah. Like mowing lawns. I was the. I was the. Um, Kmart. Uh, uh, handyman for a little while like I was the guy that worked... fixed the carts that made noises or what? <laughs> no like there was like shelves that needed painted I would paint the shelves at Kmart nice. like I would take any job that like the temp agency was giving me I worked at Willy Wonka for a while I was a palletizer no, no. at Willy Wonka
0: that's a real place the
1: chocolate factory baby yeah It's not what you think. It's a bunch of Hispanic people, (laughs) and there's a crazy machine that comes down, and you have to separate all the candy, and it's super high pace and super stressful. And there's like 65 year old people around
0: everywhere. Oh,
1: there's short little Mexican ladies around everywhere that are like 65 years old, and they're like out stacking me. I'm like 19 years old at this point. They're just like taking candy and stacking it and making pallets, and then the pallet t- the, the forklift driver's coming over and putting them on trucks. And I'm like, oh, oh, the candy's going by so fast. And like, you would get fucking yelled at or written up if the candy went by too fast. Because you had to, you know, you had to keep pace. Yeah. It was fucking hardcore. People want um, their candy, dude. So I had all kinds of fucking <laughs> crazy jobs. And then I got a job at a, a liquor distributor called Wurtz Beverage. Uh, Rocky Ward owns the Blackhawks in Chicago. Wow! So I ended up getting a job there through my friend, uh, through Jim actually, Jim Millardo, his his cousin or brother, I forget, Tony. Offered me a job there. Nineteen years old, union job, local three, liquor and Allied Wicker Union.
0: Yeah, you're on time every
1: single day. I made twenty-two dollars an hour, four hundred one k, full medical benefits. How many hours a week? Oh, it fuck over forty.
0: Damn.
1: So I was doing that and I was an amateur skateboarder too. So I'd work forty hours a week and then I would film all weekend and get try to get footage. I wrote I was am for Chris Markovich's company given skateboards. Okay. So we were filming for a part. I was on Vox Shoes and Destructo and I had all these sponsors and you,
2: had to you know, I wasn't shit. pro or
1: anything, but I was trying to get him footage and yeah. earn my keep, you know. So I'd work forty hours, fifty hours a week and then get fucking footage
0: on the weekends it was a lot just streets and fucking chicago skating huh? yeah yeah and then we yeah were you driving around in the truck like fucking checking spots out like oh dude we gotta come back no here i never left the see? warehouse i was a oh, forklift yeah, sure. operator
1: okay. yeah yeah so i was a union forklift operator so i just loaded the trucks i didn't go anywhere
0: did you have to get like license for that or they just fucking give you a. Card it's just it a
1: thing? bullshit like, they give you yeah. a paper card it says you know you're you, like but i was the
0: flash cards and you're like yeah you're <laughs> yeah pretty that. much yeah <laughs>
1: But I was a badass on the forklift, you know, because it kind of translated, you know, just like motorcycles and skateboarding. It kind of translated, I was fast as fuck. Like I could load a semi, like,
0: quick. No shit.
1: And like, you didn't get on a forklift if you were my age. Like, it was not an option. It was all mafia dudes, right? So it was oh, all seniority-based, yeah. and... Union shit. Gnarly Chicago not, union. Even if
0: you can do it, doesn't mean you get to do it.
1: Yeah, this, and, I, and we worked alongside Teamsters, like, these were the guys in the '80s, like that were throwing fucking cinder blocks off of overpasses through semi trucks, fucking windows that were scabs that were scabbing over for them working what during and shit. Man. Like I'm talking, like the dudes. No, no, what? no. This is before mind, I was around. We
0: gotta go take care of some shit. No, these are after our jobs.
1: No, 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 no. no. It, there was never any strikes or anything when I was working, thankfully. But like I'm talking, like all the teamster truck drivers that I worked with had like full like. Teamster chess pieces like what? tattooed on their chest and Is shit. That serious, oh, right? they're fucking real serious. And a lot of these dudes were Chicago Mafia that I worked with, like, you know, fake names and shit. Be like, Jeremiah, you let me know if you ever fucking need anything, all right? Like, fucking stramboli style. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, dude. But, uh, and the whole time you're still living with Millardi? Millardo. No, no. Malardo. I
1: live with uh, Jim Millardo for a while and then I live with my buddy Kirk Vondra um in like a nicer upscale like suburban neighborhood um and then i ended up moving out of his house and i ended up uh moving in with my skateboard buddy downtown chicago and that was like game changer and then Fucking
0: skateboarding take over
1: no so i was still working you know the forklift job or whatever and then that right around that time is when i met steph and I just wasn't happy, dude. I was miserable working it. It was hardcore, you know, like. Um, yeah,
0: because those guys that you're working with, like, that's what, that's what they're there to do the rest of their lives. Oh, is fucking the, work. Depressing
1: as fuck. Like, super depressed. Were they
0: depressed about it though, or you? Were, I mean, you just had seen more shit, so it's probably. I saw where for you. my
1: future was going if yeah. I stayed there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It was not bright. Yeah. It's like lots of alcoholism and fucking just not very stoked. Yeah. You know, um, chopping people up, kind of shit. So, but, and then, um, so I quit and I got a job working and that's when I started working in the bars. I was a host at this place called Parsons Chicken and Fish in Chicago first. Um, all there to this day, they're all, all the owners are my really good friends. They're land and sea department there in Chicago, they do Longman and Eagle and they have a bunch of different restaurants and bars there and. I started out as a host and uh, worked my way up to a bar back, and then I started bartending at Longman and Eagle. And That's a
0: totally different pace than fucking running the forklift in a warehouse, huh? It was a
1: totally different pace, man. It it definitely changed a lot of stuff for me. Uh, you know, like I was always partying in the bars, but then I had now I have the, you know, work aspect of working at them, and you know, a whole different respect, if you'll say, but. Yeah. Again, that fucking shit takes a toll on your lifestyle. And it fucking... It beats your ass up staying out. Bars are open until 4 in the morning in Chicago, you know? Oh, my God. You're not getting home until the sun comes up, at least. And that's if you just don't go party to the 24-hour spot. So it's a rough lifestyle. Um, it just, you know... it It's one of those things where... You're either fully committed or you're not. And I just... I, I, there was nothing going for me
0: at, at the end of the day, so. Mm-hmm. Well, surely with all this working, you were like, dude, I can buy a fucking shovel head.
1: Man, I didn't know. I, well, you know how I got my shovel head, right? Do you know that story?
0: No. Well, I guess we haven't gotten there yet.
1: Well, yeah, we can get there. Um, so working in the bars, um, skateboarding, we got. We meet our friend. Uh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. I
2: don't
0: think these guys give a shit at
1: all. I think they're they're shutting her down. Yeah. Thank you.
0: They're like, these guys are talking about bar stories out back. What yeah. the fuck?
1: They hear that? Just drinking two soda pops right here.
0: That's what it looks like. LaCroix. Fruity soda. <laughs> They're dude. like, who's that chick? <laughs> so you're in Chicago working in the bars there still?
1: Working in the bars, yeah. And um, through skateboarding, we got, we meet some older dudes that, you know, are into bikes and one of them, our buddy Joe Suda had a, you know, a CB 750 chopper and kind of looked, you know, we're like, oh wow, we you know, bikes look cool, like we, we should ride bikes. So I ended up getting a KZ 400. Dude, yeah, uh, cafe style bike, black, flat blacked it, made a fucking sissy bar out of skateboards. Yes, you did. Rode it from Chicago to Bloomington, Indiana, and back. And then did I you was. Did make
0: it in any skate videos?
1: Uh, I think it was in an ad one time where I'm leaning up against it. I think it's a, it's a riot ad or something. I can't Sick. remember exactly where, but um, yeah it it uh it treated it treated me well, and then I and then I was like. Man, everyone's building choppers out of these XS 650s. So I got one of those, and um, I meet these guys um, in Chicago. They're a group of dudes, and they're they're with they're kind of in this car shop, right? It's called Fear City. So it's like half car dudes and half bike dudes, and they had kind of a falling out. But I would go there and hang out, and I was getting to be friends with all these dudes, Sean and. Brian Harlow and Slippery Pete and all these dudes well right when I'm starting to hang out with them they, they have a huge blowout with these Fear City guys just you know tensions clash whatever so they're like we're gonna fucking just we're gonna do our own shop you know and they ended up getting a place right behind the Fear City place a little shotgun style building and we're and they're like, do you want to be a part of it? You know, you're building a bike, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to be a part of it. Hell yeah, like co-op
2: style. Yeah.
1: And uh, this is over ten years ago now, so I was like, yeah, fucking, I'm in there, and you know, they all, most of them have Harleys and shit. You How know? many of them were there? Um, there's probably at this point there's probably like twelve to fifteen guys in oh, the wow. shop. that's so a good number. Yeah, so everyone, you know, just like the dojo. The dojo and, and, well, so they're like, what are we going to call this place? And they're like, well, that's Fear City over there. Let's call this place Brave Town. So, <laughs> as a joke, you know, but it stuck. Yeah. So then we became Brave Town, And uh, I learned everything that I could ever learn about a motorcycle in that place, you know, from all my friends in there.
0: That's so awesome.
1: So... I'm building that XS650. each
0: one of you had, like, your own base set up? Uh-huh, like...
1: yeah, yeah, just like the dojo. Sick. Everyone's got their own, you know, little spot. So I had my own little spot, and you know, and we'd party there. We'd have parties and, you know, just, just, just like anywhere else, really. But different, you know, like, there's no place. No one's going to tell me to this day that there's any place like the dojo or Bravetown. They're the only two shops that I can think of in the country, if not even in other countries, that are like that. They are that unique. They are that group of friends that ride 80 miles an hour, touching elbows, work together, party together, travel together. Dojo and Brave Town are- so fucking awesome. And we started at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we started at the same time. Um, So,
0: were you guys aware of each other at the beginning?
1: We weren't aware, man. And we weren't aware. And uh, the funny thing was, uh, you know, through through all the Bravetown dudes, you know, we start going to Milwaukee and partying. And I meet Warren and Scott and Bacon and, you know, become friends with all of them. And, uh, you know, the shed guys. The sheds are really another tight sh- shop up there. Um,
0: this but the one in Milwaukee, right? Yeah. It's fucking big now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. But uh, Warren hits me up and he's like, "Hey, we're riding to to California. You, you know, you you want to ride with me?" I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. So you know, a couple weeks later, you know, at this point, I have an XS 750 shaft drive three cylinder <laughs> cafe racer style. Like, ridiculous. It looks like the goose. Like, fucking, it, it's insane. I bought it from this crazy man you named Stan. it, right? I loved it.
0: Knew everything about it?
1: No. no. Barely knew anything about it. <laughs> barely knew shit about it. Didn't know shit about it. Yeah, so Warren's like, oh, I'll be at your house at 6 in the morning. He's like, we're meeting these guys. Uh, they're called the Haints. And we're meeting them in Allison, Arkansas. I was like, well, whatever. Cool. Sounds good. So me and Warren... Sun up to sun down, Chicago to Allison, Arkansas. And uh, we just smoking it, like riding super fast. And uh, it was the first fucking, my first real trip on a motorcycle like that far. Yeah. I was nervous. I was like, we're going all the way to California. And Warren's just like, just think of it like this, Jeremiah. He's like, we're just getting to the next gas stop.
0: Yeah, That's exactly. And
1: that like fucking always stuck with me. You know, yeah, I was like, it was like, we're just going gas stop to gas stop. Hey, just
0: down the road. Yep. Just down the road.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <Then> eventually <laughs> you're way the fuck down the road, motherfucker. But, um, so sun's coming down. We're pulling into Allison, Arkansas, all these twisties. And oh, we pull right. up to this gas station and there's all the fucking haints piled out in this gas station. I'm like, who the fuck are these motherfuckers? You know, and they're probably looking at me. I'm like some. Clean shaven, short haired dude on an XS750 shaft. I'm like, who is this fucking kook, dude?
0: Who did Warren bring with him? Yeah, dude? they're like, what are they what all on? D-. What was Warren on first?
1: Warren was on his big 93 inch uh, cone shovel head that he had that had like the sparkly peanut tank and bunny ears, I think. Okay. Uh, big king and queen seat. And uh, Nick Resty was on his Evo Sportster rigid um a couple other sporties i can't really remember i have to look back at the photos i don't think anything were you
0: taking photos at this time
1: dude yeah i have all the photos on my facebook believe it or not (laughs) yeah they're actually pretty sweet so you're
0: posting photos back then um
1: i was not no this is way before instagram okay um so, yeah, I was just uploading them to Facebook and shit, I think.
0: But, yeah, you were up at that time. But I had, like,
1: a little point-and-shoot camera like this. Like, we all had them, yeah, you know, yeah. just
0: bop, 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 bop. Yeah. But, I mean, at that time, you were uploading
1: like uh, During the was, trip?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, at, like, you didn't upload them, like, years later. like.
1: No, 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 like, when I got back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Uh-huh, for sure, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all fucking... We all, you know, shake hands. Hey, how you doing? Great, great. And it was just like instant, like, what the fucks up? We're homies. Let's do this. There was no awkwardness. Like just hugs and high fives. And we're on the road. And we're riding to California. We're riding to Born Free Two. I think it was. Was the final destination.
0: That's awesome. So, did you guys get a spot that night, or did you keep going?
1: We got a spot that night in Arkansas. And you guys
0: camping, or did you get a hotel?
1: We camped every single night every single night yeah camped um dude nick Resti is so much better with like minute details like this his brain's good like that you'd have to we'd have to get us together one time and he'll be able to fill in the gaps oh but,
0: that would be awesome
1: yeah but one i mean at one point there was a fucking it was that night or maybe a, a couple nights after that there was a legitimate tornado that went by, like a like not a big tornado, but a legitimate tornado went by our campsite and like threw our fucking tents across, and like we were legitimately scared. Like we were all bundled up in one tent, like about no to. Way. We went outside, and our tents were fucking in the ri- in the lake and shit. Like oh, it was yeah. fucked. You
0: guys went through Tornado Alley after Arkansas, I mean. Yeah. Like through Oklahoma and
1: shit. Dude, up in the yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I mean, fuck this, you know, we could do a whole podcast on that trip alone. Just the stories were endless. Long story short, get to the Mojave Desert on my three cylinder, XS 750. And I'm like, I better check the oil on this thing. It's like one gas stop, you know? Stan, the guy that sold it to me, like, just make sure you check the oil, you know, every so often. So I checked the oil, fucking bone dry, baby just like kind of your story, right? And I'm like, oh no, that's not good. And they're like, well, all you can do is fill it up and hope for the best. Well, I filled that motherfucker up, got on the highway, cruising. I'm like, ah, it's a little ticky, you know? Tick, 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 tick. I'm like, yeah, maybe just the valves, whatever, you know? Maybe it's, you know, we're out here in
0: the Maybe no it's b- getting used to oil again. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe it's filling in. <laughs> so I'm leading the pack with, I don't know who was up there with me. I think Nick, maybe, or someone. You know, we got J-Body, Brandon, Creighton behind us. A bunch of dudes, like, right? And we're fucking Dwayne. We're fucking, I'm like, all right, pass the semi. It's a two lane, we're in the right lane, left lane. Pass the semi. Boom! The fucking cases blow out of my fucking shaft drive. <laughs> fucking shit. Locks up the rear tire, spews oil all over everyone behind us. Like, they're covered in oil. They can't even see. We're passing the semi. My rear wheel locked up, and I shit you not, dude, I was underneath that fucking semi, like my shoulder was touching that fucking trailer. Oh my fucking like, my oh, Like dude. underneath it style, like it was fucked. Semi blows my, whoa, pull it over. At this point, I pull over and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have a warrant in California from a fistfight that I got in when I was visiting a, yeah. few, a few months back or like maybe like a year or two back because I never showed up to my court date. Um, and I was like, I got to get off the road. I'm stressing. I'm like, I, I have a warrant. We're in California. They're going to, cops are going to come here. They're going to pick me up. I'm going to go to jail. So I was like, we got to, we're low key. We got to be low key. So I called AAA on the side of the road. I'm like, hey, my bike is here. You guys got to pick it up. I can't be on the side of the road. They're like, "What?" <laughs> Wait. Yeah, the, the truck driver's like, "All right, I guess I'll see you at the next stop." <laughs> so I'm fucking. I get all my shit off my bike and I sit on J Body's bike on the back of J Body's bike for like 20 miles to the next rest area. All my shit in between him and all his shit behind me, nuts to butts, dude. All the way, like just like, fuck, leave my fucking bike on the side of the road. We're a hundred Michael, a hundred miles from Bacon's house in Apple Valley. Okay. So Bacon lived in Apple Valley at the time where negotiable Tim ended up moving eventually. Okay. So that was supposed to be, that was going to be our first stop, you know. We're going to see, you know, Bacon and Apple Valley and then we're going to go to L.A. and go to Born Free and all that, blah, blah, blah. So... The truck shows up with my bike, and I'm like, hell yeah, flatbed's here, I'm jumping in with him, boys. It was 100 miles exactly to Bacon's house, so I got a free tow all the way to Bacon's house. Unloaded my bike at Bacon's house, and I never saw it again.
0: So you never saw that bike again?
1: Well, funny side story is, Bacon moved out of that house, negotiable Tim moved in, and I'd known I've kn- at this point years have gone by, right? Well, I- and I know Negotiable Tim, I know Bacon, and Negotiable Tim calls me up one day and he's like, "Hey, Jeremiah, uh, what do you want to do with this X S 750 that's sitting here?" <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, Tim, I don't know. Like, what it? Fuck, do you want me to get it out of there? Like, what's like? <laughs> no, 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 fuck that." He's like, "I got some guy that wants it," and I'm like, "I'm like, well, he can fucking have it, bro. Like, that's." A done deal. Sell it
2: to him, was, at
1: this point, I already had my shovel head. i was like, he could have it. He's like, all right, all right. I was like, I have the title here. You want the title? He's like, fuck no, I don't want the title. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I could easily mail this shit to you. All right, whatever. You don't want it, so I don't think anything about it. And then, born free six, we ride our bikes out there. Hold on, what?
0: Wait a second. But, uh, uh, what happened to you at Bacon's house?
1: I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Getting to it. So. At Born Free Six, I'm out to at Born Free and I see Tim. Tim's like, "Hey Jeremiah, how the fuck are you doing, man?" Well, he's like, "Hey, I got something for you. I got something for you." And I open my hand and he pops just a bunch of just random pills in there in my hand. And I was like, "Oh, well, thanks, Tim. What are these?" He's like, "That's for the bike." And I was like, "Okay, what are these fucking things?" Ah, you know, just a little bit of this and that. And I was like. All right, thanks, Tim. I was like, what, what'd what you get for it? The bike. He's like, oh yeah, this kid's dad, he owned a uh, Italian restaurant. I traded him four plates of Masta big fucking plates of Masta for that bike. <laughs> I was uh, like, so you traded the motorcycle for Masta negotiated. He negotiated. <laughs> he nego- yeah, okay, negotiated, <laughs> correct. Correct terminology there. Negotiated, yes, you're correct. Uh, um, so that, yeah. somehow
0: he got some pills for the pasta. Yeah, I get, I think I handed
1: those pills right back to him. I wasn't about to <laughs> fucking go down that road. No, thank you. But I love Tim, oh, he's I a fucking, fucking great do dude. You love Tim. Yeah, so, um, and then yeah, then we hung out in Born Free Two and then Well how
0: did you get to Born Free Two from Bacon's? You just roll a bacon? you get a bike? Did you just roll a J body?
1: Uh me and this kid Cody Davidson, we, we rolled in Bacon's truck. We took he okay. had an old truck at the time, I don't even know what the fuck it was, but we just drove around everywhere and just hung out and Yeah, just partied. And then I just flew home. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but wow. when I was building that xs six fifty you are talking about, earlier we are talking about like, you know, how I got my shovel head. My aunt Kinky, uh, who lives in Boulder Creek, I was visiting Northern California when I lived in Chicago. And she goes, oh, your dad told me that you're getting into motorcycles and this, that, and the other. And I was like, yeah, I'm hanging out with these dudes. Like, I'm building a chopper. It's a it's a XS 650. She's like, oh, that's cool. She's like, well, you know, I got your Uncle Jimmy's shovel head. And I was like, Oh, actually no, I didn't know that. I remember always being around bikers when I was a kid, like a little kid. Like I would bartend these parties, you know. And there was always like
0: family parties. Yeah,
1: like motorcycles around, and I would, you know, I would, you know, my uncles would take me for rides on bikes, and but I didn't think anything about that. Skateboarding was my life. I didn't give a fuck about motorcycles, and I kind of wanted to leave that poor, trashy Resistance. lifestyle, yeah. like. You know, not like we were fucking, like, just broke down, poor, trashy, but I was like, I just didn't, you know, I wanted to be out of the Santa Cruz Mountains and just, you know, I wanted to try to, like, make a name for myself on a skateboard and, you know, all that fell apart. And then I found motorcycles. (laughs) But she was like, hey, so, you know, when I die, I want you to have Uncle Jimmy's shovel head. I was like, holy oh, shit, wow, thank you very much. Like, I, that means a lot to me. So I go back to Bravetown, and I tell him. I was like, damn, fucking Kinky's got it. my Uncle Jimmy's shovel head all that shit. They're like, oh, that's crazy, yeah. I was like, yeah, one day, you know, I'll probably get it or whatever. I'm not too worried about it. I got this SX-50, I'm stoked, like, right. you know. So a couple months later, she calls me up. She's like, she calls me Jazz, you know, my family calls me Jazz. She's like, Jazz, I have... Uh, the shovel head, I want you to have it. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, are you dying? Because that's what she told me. She <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Like, are you dying? She's like, no, 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 I'm not dying. She's like, you rode on this bike before you were born. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, your Uncle Jimmy used to give your mother a ride to the hospital when she was pregnant with you on this bike. Bam. She's like, this bike, you've been on this bike literally before you were born, so you, it deserves to not... It was almost like a shrine to her, right? Like, she's... She's a badass bitch. Like, she put the whole thing together after he died. So he was killed on that bike in 1988. Holy shit. Yeah. So he he got ran over by a semi riding from California to New York. He was going back to Laconia to visit his sister, and he got ran over in New York City. And then he was buried in Laconia, and then uh, she brought the shovelhead back to Northern California, and she pieced it back together, and... But it, it killed her to work on it, you know.
2: Fuck
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so kind of just sat in the corner and remained a shrine, and then she gave it to me, and then I got her it.
0: That's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And actually, the very first time I ever rode it was in Birmingham.
0: Did you ride it out to her?
1: I did for Born Free Six when Bobby the Leg rode his bike to. He was an invited builder, and he rode his. He was the first dude to ever ride his. Actual invited bike builder to the show.
0: No shit. Uh huh.
1: So we, me, him, Kirpius, Josh Sebastian, um, Fouser,
0: Bobby the Leg. Yeah. Now Bobby the Leg is Bobby. That was in Daytona with us last year, right? Correct. Okay. Yes,
1: that's Bobby the Leg. He's been a huge. He's taught me a million things. Just. Super talented, he's one in of my Chicago? best friends. He, he is. I met him in Chicago. Yes. Okay. So he's part time in Chicago, part time in, in Nashville now. Okay. Trying to be full time in
0: Nashville. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Oh man. So, you got, so, so what did you, what did Kiki say to you when he wrote it out there to her?
1: Well, did she lose it. You saw my. Um, should we pause?
0: Did they lock their keys in their car and set the alarm while trying to get their keys out of the car?
1: That would just be terribly embarrassing if it's the case. Okay, they got it. We're back on board.
0: Dude, I was going to say, we could easily go fix this situation. Just break one of those <laughs> <his> windows. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy for you.
1: You're about to jump the country. My fucking Toyota Tacoma is sitting across the street with my Dyna in it. They're like, that looks like that could be that, guys.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're right.
1: Um, no, yeah, so I wrote, I, you know, you saw my bike last year when we rode to Daytona. Um, I had a portrait of Uncle Jimmy painted on the tank. So, yeah, I rode it. I rode it. You know, we rode it from Chicago to Northern California and she got to see it and we, we you know, we went up and saw her and hung out for the day and That's she awesome. lives up a dirt road in the woods, off grid, no electricity, no running water, you gotta cross a literal river. You can only get to her house by a four wheel drive vehicle and Or a chopper? You no, can't you, can't, you get can't get to the shopper.
0: no. Parked them at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fucking nasty.
1: She's up there in the woods. I'm actually, so, we're about to go there again. That's I'm, where you're going bring, back to. Yeah, I'm bringing Sam next week.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, next week. Well, not this coming week, but yeah. Riding right to the death traps party. That's fucking... Oh, no. Oh, uh, no.
0: He he He's trying to break into this motherfucker. How did they turn it off a minute ago? If the keys are still in it, I don't know, man. I think this, I think they're fucking with us now.
1: No. We might have to finish this in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a nightmare. I think. We should call the cops
0: on them. I think we could break that window.
1: Just escalate they're, the trying,
0: they're trying to be so gingerly with it.
1: It's like a fucking Ford Cobra or something. Maybe it's just a regular old Mustang. Ford Cobra. <laughs> Maybe that's Shelby it's Cobra a over Shelby there. For
0: sure. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh, dude! So, didn't you say you and Stephanie like fucking packed it up and moved into an RV and like? traveled around for a while?
1: Yeah, that's when we left Chicago, yeah.
0: That's when you left Chicago. Yeah,
1: in 2015 we bought a, well, 2014 we bought a 14 foot Midas Frolic camper trailer and me and all of my friends really helped me rebuild the whole inside of it. And we bought a diesel van, a oh, six. Oh so
0: can get a van to haul it with?
1: Yeah, we had a 6.0 diesel van that we did the EGR delete kit on, installed a a winch in the front of it, and that pulled my shovel head up inside of the van.
0: Dude, I was wondering how the shovel head made it through that, but you had the van to stick the shovel head in, sleep in the camper. Uh-huh,
1: yep. Yeah, Yeah, we were dialed in, and we traveled the country for just under two years. No About 18 months. Yeah, about 18 months. So we did about 46 states in two years, and just worked odd jobs along the way. We saved about 10 grand, and we didn't have to work for about six months. We shut off our cell phones. We had no um, bills other than. So pre-trip. Yeah, so you can you can cut your service on your phone. You can have like tell AT and T like I'm taking a basically a leave of absence, and they'll shut their phone off, and it's like a very minimum bill it's like ten dollars a month or something and you can just use it for Wi-Fi so we would do that but we had a we bought a flip phone a prepaid flip phone because we had to make any phone calls just bought one of those from Walmart and Steph navigated the whole country with a with a map a handheld map damn yeah imagine that we call that relationship boot camp my friend no shit <laughs> yeah. not knowing where you're gonna sleep figuring it out by well, the seat you of your camper, pants right? Well, yeah, we had the camper, right? I don't yeah. don't know where you're going to park it. Yeah, exactly. So, but fuck, man, it was, uh, we learned a lot. We learned a lot about ourselves and our relationship and what relationship we're capable of.
0: Can't, dude. You're goddamn right. So did you guys, I mean, what did you guys, did you guys like have marks on the map or like, hey, we want to go to these places? Kind or? of,
1: yeah. It was all kind of based around friends. Mm-hmm. But like, we're going to go just see friends. Because the whole point of leaving Chicago was to find a new place to live. Okay. And we went all the way to Maine and all the way to California
0: and so you just checked out the whole fucking country.
1: Yeah. Everywhere, pretty much. There's a few you know, there's a few states we didn't do, like, you know, we didn't go up to Oregon or Idaho.
0: You didn't go back up there and find your dad? <laughs> no, he
1: was back in California at this point.
0: No, really this motherfucker. we really just need to go break the window.
1: We don't feel sorry for him? <laughs> yeah, you clearly right. don't look like you feel sorry for
0: him. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. I've gotten into my car many times.
1: Yeah, but that's a new car.
0: Yeah, that's true. What he needs is a wedge? You know, you just hammer a wedge in the door?
1: Or the inflatable kind, right? You can inflate them? Where you yeah, blow that's them
0: probably up. The same way I just make, get a wedge out of wood. Fucking hammer that motherfucker in there. <laughs> then you get a coat hanger. You put that hook on it and you sharpen the hook and then pull that lock up. Ugh. I've done this before. Maybe not on a Shelby Cobra. Yeah. Were these
1: all your cars? Yeah. Were these cars you were fucking <laughs> boosting, brother? <laughs>
2: oh
0: my gosh.
1: Dude, call A. They're good at it.
0: Right, you've got experience with that,
1: dude. AAA. If you don't have AAA on a trip, you're blowing it. AAA never a is had, never had AAA. Oh, well then, you know, you're either more of a man than me or just dumb. <laughs> it has saved my ass so many times, dude.
0: Uh, every time I think about AAA, I'm like, oh, I should get AAA, because that would, that could come in so fucking handy.
1: Oh, it's coming, clutch.
0: Do they have AAA in Costa Rica? Man. Is that a worldwide service? Because it seems like it would be. I'm not sure, man. I
1: really don't know, to be honest with you.
0: So you guys didn't check out any place outside of America to live, huh? You didn't roll down into Mexico? No. Check out the bomb.
1: No, that was, that was, uh, we're just, you know old California and yeah, Iowa try. girl, you know we're just trying to figure it out.
0: Some safe places to live.
1: Yeah, and we ended up in Birmingham, Alabama. There's if you want to call that. That you
0: got is so sick, dude.
1: Yeah, Steph found that on Craigslist. Do you want to go up to the hotel room?
0: Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's just do that.
1: You're here with uh, Jeremiah Stevens. Oh Smith. man,
0: audio is going to be so much better here. I try
1: to turn this thing off. Is this going to fuck us?
0: Look, it's off. It won't
1: fuck us, will it? No, it's not dude. too loud. No, I'm you're as as overthinking.
0: Loud as that fucking Corvette out there, the Shelby.
1: It was. <laughs> damn Shelby did a Corvette one year only.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Now we're in business. That's better. Yeah. I was gonna get comfortable up there. <laughs> Fall asleep while we're doing this.
1: Yeah, so Sturgis, you don't know if you're going to Sturgis?
0: No, no, I mean, no, I'm going to Sturgis. I mean, I'm going, to, I'm going to, like, South America, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, you, you got to pick and choose your battles. It could fucking happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to not jinx myself.
2: No, you're going to be fine.
0: No, I'm emceeing I'm a, a show for Chopper's Magazine on Sunday, and then fucking Jeremy... Is throwing a party at Sasha's on Saturday. They're doing flat out Friday races Monday and Tuesday. Pat Sportster shows on Tuesday. In, In Sturgis.
1: Okay, this will be my first time ever going to Sturgis. You've never and, been
0: to Sturgis?
1: And guess why I'm going. It's
0: so sick, dude. Why?
1: Michael Lichter called me the other day and asked me to bring my photos to his show.
0: Oh, sick, dude. So, so while you're doing the fucking uh, Michael Lichter party on Sunday, we'll be fucking partying at the Chopper Show.
1: Is that at the Buffalo
0: Chip? Nope. No, that's where Lichter's Show is.
1: No, no, I know that. I didn't know where the Chopper Show was.
0: Yeah, no, it's at, uh, in well, I'm,
1: I'm gonna try to do it all. Good. Because I've never you been.
0: Can.
1: Yeah, I don't think I really have any obligations. Well, that's sick, dude. Yeah. I'm stoked. So So
0: your, your art will be in there all week long.
1: Yeah, I think I'll be there all week.
0: Sick, yeah. dude. This is going to be a good year.
1: Yeah, man. I'm pretty What's excited. The theme?
0: What's his theme this year? I can't remember.
1: Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. I'm just kidding. It's called Emerging Virgin, and it's like emerging artists that have never been heard of, ever seen.
0: Emerging Virgin? <laughs> That's it. You, no it. you got it.
1: You got it. You got it. When he told me, he's like, don't be offended by this, um, by the name of it.
2: Been he's been like, it's crazy.
1: just, I was like, why would I be offended? He's like, it's called Emerging Virgin. And it's all artists and bike builders that have never really been heard of before. So it's like, you know, under the radar people. And I was like, Same. all right, sweet. Thanks. Like, I'm stoked, you know, whatever. Yeah, I've been heard of. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So... I'm, no, I'm very grateful. Well, that's right.
0: How long have you known Michael?
1: I've known Michael since the the very first time that we went to Daytona 10, 10 years ago about now in 2012. Uh, he, When Larry Pierce was alive, we did a shoot um, where we were all me, Warren, Larry Pierce, Nick, and all the dudes were riding bikes. And Michael did a shoot with all of us.
0: You guys doing the loop or something?
1: I think yes, yeah. We're doing the loop.
0: Yeah. That's, yep. That's what you do. Yeah. Us, it, it, the loop.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We were out, you know, kind of in the wilderness for a while, and then came back around. That's yeah. The loop. Yep. Well, that's rad. So I can't say that we were like we're friends, but you know, I recently reached out to him, um, and I was like, "Hey, like, I've never like we know each other. I have his phone number, but I've never used it. But I used it." the other day, and I was like, hey, I, I have some photos that I potentially would like to pitch to you, or easy riders, like, I've never had photos in easy rider, I just want to see if, like, they'd potentially want to, want to run them, you know? It's my buddy Jeff Twall, it's his flat, his big twin flathead, he's like, wow, I think these photos are great, like, blah, 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 he's like, I'll send them off, and then he called me a few weeks later, and he was like, yeah, they're just... They're not into him, you know. <laughs> and I was like,
0: so is <laughs> This is easy rider."
1: Yeah, I was like, "No, I think was you know." There any naked girls on there? No, 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 oh, naked girls. Man, no, dude. just a big, beautiful, hairy man. Oh yeah. Well, so, but it was whatever, you know. I, you know, I shot my shot, and it just, it just they said that my style was just different than what they're looking for, which is totally fine. Actually, kind of like that compliment. was compliment. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> It's fine, yeah. No, I mean really well, like that's
0: cool that Michael Lichter saw him and he was like, Well they don't like it, but I like it.
1: Yeah, he was he was he was kind of upset about it. He was like, Oh yeah, man, like I, I really liked him. But um so and then from there, like he's kinda of sat on the phone with me and was like, Hey, like, you know, what's your website? What's your Instagram? And he like kinda of like looked through my whole website when we were on the phone together. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't really know what he was up to. But he was like, oh, this photo's great. This photo's great. I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate you doing that. That's awesome. You know, Michael's always been super sweet. And um, and then, sure enough, I got a call um, last week when I was down in Gulf Breeze doing a job down there. And he was like, you got time to talk on the phone? He texted me. I was like, yeah. And uh, he asked me if I'd be a part of it. And I was like, pretty dumb to say no. Sick. Might as well do it.
0: So what'd you do? Do you have a bunch of stuff printed or do you send him a bunch of stuff to pick from? How does that work?
1: Uh I'm in charge of printing it and framing it and all that.
0: Nice. So you get to present it in whatever yeah. way you see fit.
1: Pretty much. He's like, I was like, How does it work? Like, you know, are you gonna tell me how many images I get, how big they gotta be? He's like, No, I'm gonna tell you how much space I'm gonna give you and you just fill it however you want. Oh sick. So Nice. Yeah, I already have an idea in my head. I already started going through my photos and stuff and you know, I gotta, and I'm gonna be shooting a lot more bikes. So you've never
0: seen the way he shows, the way he does his show, huh? Yeah. I I up.
1: look, I geeked out, and I I went online and I looked at his website and I Super looked through all cool. the stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, all the bikes on the fucking pedestals all mm-hmm. throughout the center, and then each of the four walls is filled with art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty fucking rad.
1: Yeah, that's bitching. So.
0: So how many do you know? How many other artists are in are, are virgins?
1: Fuck. Probably we're probably all virgins, you know, just fucking losers. <laughs> no, I don't know how many artists in total. I really don't. No. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. He asked me if I knew some other people, and I threw one of my friend's names out, who's kind of under the radar bike builder he's the my buddy Sam Ramps he built my handlebars Mm -hmm. my new handlebars for my shovel head
0: what's his what's his full name (laughs) Rapsult
1: yes yes something like that I don't know how to say it Raps Raps Rasputin
0: yeah Rasputin
1: no but he's a great guy super talented and uh, I was he he is almost done with this have you ever seen the shovel head he's building
0: I mean I've seen a lot of stuff he's built well, he, he's building, building... frames?
1: A, yes. Yeah, frames, but he's been building his own shovel head um, for a long time now, and... Why,
0: well, there's so many people that Michael could have in this show.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean...
0: That are doing rad shit.
1: If you look at it, you don't got to look at it... If you look, you can't really see a lot of the details in it, but it's like every single piece on that thing is handmade, molded, like the seat pan and, like, the,
0: the down rails oh, I've seen some shit this motherfucker's done he, it's he, just he really
1: tiny intricate insanity on there it's gonna be an insane bike so uh, I guess Michael's gonna potentially hit him I love
0: up it. he's got like premier protein on his bench he's like, fucking <laughs> in his shop and drinking protein man. I ain't got time for <laughs> fucking real meals bitch
2: <laughs>
1: so that's his bike I hope, I hope that Michael deems it.
0: Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get treated like Easy Riders treated you. <laughs> so not, not really our style that we're going for. Hey,
1: that's fine. I love all criticism because, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I switch my style up when it comes to photography, you know? Like, I, I don't really, like, I shoot bikes. I have fun shooting bikes, but that, and you know my friends partying and that culture and stuff but that's not like really where my my heart is 100%. I love my documentary stuff that I do, you know. going.
0: And tell me about so I've I've been on your website. And you got some stuff on there like you've you've gone to some places. I don't know where these places are at exactly. They're all in Alabama. It, it's it looks that way. Uh-huh. Uh. But yeah, well, I mean what is that? What do you, I mean, and you write really well, too. There's not a lot of words, but there's enough words to tell that you you can put the pin down.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I get a lot of help with that, actually. (laughs) Um, I have the words in my head, and I know what needs to be said. And then I have a lot of friends that help me kind of, like, point it in the right direction and make sure everything's spelled right, (laughs) you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Man, that all stemmed from me moving to Alabama and it just being such a fucking, like, culture shock to me. It was just unreal, just, like... It's
0: not California. It's not Chicago.
1: It's not, yeah. It's
0: fucking Alabama.
1: It's Alabama, and there's parts of that state that are just stuck in time. Like, I'll just be riding down the road in my truck or on my bike, and I'll just look, and I'll just see, like, three old black men drinking coffee in front of a gas station that has not changed since 1960. And I'm just like, and like that scene hasn't, like there's not a single piece of even literature on the front of that building that has changed since 1960. And you're like, how is that even possible? And it just looks so fucking cool to me. Like I'm blown away. And I'm like, I would be stupid to not, Capture that or take a photo of that. I would be stupid. Like, a lot of people are like, yeah, it's in your head. That's good. That's fucking great. Good. You have it in your head? Congratulations. Yeah, but you want to share it. Yeah, I want to to share it, and that is literally a piece of art that people drive by and, like, look at that hunk of shit, you know? Whatever. It's like an old motorcycle in its natural element, you know? Like, it's special to me. It really is, and the South is... Special to me in that sense, and the people that I meet are amazing. How do
0: you go up and initiate? Like the the portraits I've seen that you've done on on your website, it's like, just like, how do you get introduced to these motherfuckers? Or Did he just like go up and try and buy some crack (laughs) before he asked if he could take the photo, or he asked for the crack after he got the photo? What order does this all happen in?
1: No, man, it it all stems from me just. Just being curious and being wearing my heart on my sleeve mm-hmm. and actually caring about you know what that individual has to say, like the camera is always second to me, right, like an interaction like me and you are doing right now, like this is way more important and way more special what we're doing right now than me pulling out a photo. Yes, I shot a photo of you because that's what I like to do, but this is more important to me. And that's the same thing with them. Like I enjoy, I get a high from the interaction with a stranger, especially if it's a stranger in a different situation that I'm not comfortable in. Like, and I have no place being in. And I have like, you fucking know, you're on your way to the tip of fucking South America right now. Like you would, you know, the same exact feeling that I know of being in a situation where you're like, this is either gonna go really good, or it's gonna go really sketchy. A lot I of love it. It's like a, it's like, it's, it's like a fist fight. It's like I don't know how this is gonna go down. I still get that same feeling, like from just talking to a stranger in a place where it's a little bit rough around the edges. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how this is gonna go down. They're already, gonna, and nine times out of ten. I'm met with open arms, and they invite me to their house, and we're drinking beers, and, you know, there's only been a few times where it's gone south, you know, like, like, and it, it's never, I, I have super street smarts, you know, skateboarding, riding motorcycles, sleeping in ditches across the country on my bike, or. Yeah, okay, your head's on a
0: swivel. Yeah, see, so
1: you know. I know, I in working in the bars,
0: Situational awareness
1: is high. Yeah, bouncing in bars, bartending, hearing someone's voice, watching their eyes, watching, you know, two doors down. Why does this person keep looking? It's all shit. Like, I don't have a lot of book smarts, but I know about, you know, when shit's not going to be good or when it's about to be great. But, yeah, I I figured, why not? If I'm going to live in this new place, why not immerse myself in it and try to learn something?
0: Yeah, I get that feeling riding through, like, Louisiana and some places in Arkansas where it's like... For sure. You know, on them back two-lane roads, you roll by some spot, and it's like...
1: I just want to stop at all of them.
0: Yeah, or just keep going (laughs) because I shouldn't stop here. Yeah, the same feeling. Yeah, it's like, wow, just seeing... That building with those people out in front of it is uh, like damn, you yeah, know? It's, it's like. real life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's cool.
0: Yeah, I stopped one time in uh, where was I? I think it was in Arkansas. Yeah, it was it's was close to the Oklahoma border in Arkansas like bike. I was headed towards Talamina, coming from the Arkansas side. And uh dude, I stopped at this fucking, I don't I can't remember why I stopped. But I ended up talking to this old man out in front. He was like, it was like, it looked like a motel, except for he was living there, you know? And man, next thing you know, he's bringing me in. He's fucking serving me his iced tea, you it's know? Fucking he's like right. telling me his life story. Yeah. He used to have, everybody used to have a motorcycle. Uh, but yeah, it was like.
1: Well, that's the shit. Right I just had right there. to leave.
0: I had to leave. I was like, yeah, man, we're fixing to be buds, dude. I'm yeah, to, like, set up post here, man. Yeah, <laughs> got you, you got to know when to
1: shut it down. Because there's times where you'll overstay your welcome.
0: Well, well, no, it was getting to the point where like I felt like the longer I was going to stay, the more I was going to hurt his feelings when I finally did leave. You yeah, know? you had to rip like, the Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, I got to get out of here, dude. You're the way, you know, this is, he's fixing to make me a pallet to stay the night, you know, I'm like, oh, bro, I got to go, dude. You ready for another one?
1: No, no, I got one right here. I'm good. But like, yeah, today I was driving here and I was two hours away from here and I'm driving down the highway and I look to my right and I see an old gas station, right? And it's it's broken down, it doesn't work anymore. And then there's a lot full of broken down trailers next to it, old tow truck, old car from the 70s, horse eating grass at the gas station on the ground. And I drove by on the highway and I was like, what the fuck? That was such a crazy scene. Like that was, what the fuck? You can't make that shit up. So I go down two miles down the highway. I'm like, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. I gotta shoot that photo. Like it's in my head. I was like, I gotta go back. I don't care how long this takes me. So I get off the highway, get back on the highway, go down the highway, figure out how to take these weird side roads to what I saw off the freeway and by that time, this is like 15 minutes later probably, the horse had wandered further away. He was over by the trailers now. He wasn't right in front of the fucking gas pumps. And I'm over there and the highway's right next to me. It's loud as fuck. I'm like, I'm trying to like call the horse. I'm like, hey horse. You know, like, hey, hey, hey. I'm trying to call the horse, but I'm trying not to like bring any attention because it's like a sketchy situation. And then all of a sudden I hear like two big dogs
0: like
1: and they come barreling out of one of those abandoned trailer homes. Not abandoned. Well, it, they were abandoned. Okay, they were just okay. like the guard dogs of the okay. of the shitty, like you know, broke down trailer park, whatever. So the horse didn't live there.
0: Everything is left over. Yeah, the
1: horse didn't live there. Like he had gotten into that place or something is what I came up with. Well. These German Shepherds start attacking the horse, like full blown the attacking the horse, like biting the horse. The horse is fucking trying to kick him. At one point, All
0: because you went over there and clicked at him.
1: No, 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 this like was your fault. Yeah, probably. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, little horsey. But no, someone had gone in the gate and they let the dogs out from somewhere, and the dogs just instantly jumped on that horse. Like, Because when, when I finally left... Did
0: you get a photo
1: of that? Dude, so I got a photo. They br- they brought the horse back over... Where's my camera? Is it sitting up there somewhere? That's what I was yeah. looking for. I'll show you. Um, so they brought... They pushed the horse back over towards the fucking... Um,
0: gas station?
1: Yeah, towards the gas station. And at this point, the horse is fucking... So... It's kinda hard to see on this little tiny screen. But the dog is chasing the horse there. Horse doesn't
0: look like he gives too many fucks.
1: No, he didn't, but the the let's see there's the old. So they chased
0: him back to where you saw him originally?
1: Yeah, they chased him back over here originally, and it was supposed to just be like a nice photo, but then it turned into full blown chaos. You can't see the other dog, but they're running circles around this horse. <laughs> biting its tail. At one point, the horse whipped his head and knocked the dog on the ground with his head. And so he's like, he's going after him right there. God damn it.
0: Yeah, this is a crazy situation here.
1: So... Did the
0: horse bite him?
1: He was trying to, yeah. You can see his fucking teeth out right there. Oh,
0: man. Yeah,
1: his teeth are out. The dog's is teeth are out. Is there a fence out. around all this? Yeah, there's a fence right in front. Because I heard those dogs, and
0: I was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, is there something in between you and these biting dogs?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, situations like that, that's that's where I'm just like, well, that escalated. <laughs> Dude,
0: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, you a crazy situation. When we were in Nepal... Fucking Michael Lichter in tow, and we're at this uh, <clears throat> this place where they cremate the body. Like when somebody dies in Nepal, the they take them to this fucking sacred river, and they burn the bodies on these like platforms. I'm listening they, to you. And they play music, right? They play music because back in the day, if if say say if I died right now, uh-huh. they would burn me with my wife. Was she dead, too? Alive.
1: Oh, my God. So they God. were playing
0: music to cover up the screams of the women that they were burning with you when you died, right? And then they push your ashes off in the sacred river. <laughs> we're just, so we're just like a bummer deal. So we're just over there, like, watching one of these, uh, what do you call it? one of these... Ceremonies? Ceremonies happen, right? Like, they're burning a body. Luckily, there's no... Live women, you know, but they were playing the music, and then, but where we were at watching it, there was some local people that one lady was not really happy that we're just like Americans over there, you yeah, know, kind of a, at the situation. Kind of a and private. She was moment. kind of crying, you know, like this is disrespectful. I mean, she was kind of telling us that we were being very disrespectful by watching it. Like we okay. shouldn't even be there.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Because this is a sacred place. A hundred
1: percent understand. Yeah.
0: Okay now, let me tell you about this sacred place. So this river is <laughs> so sacred. It's just like fucking trash all in it, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we walk, we're walking down this river. And then we get to like there's like this bench, dude, and there's a guy like taking a shit next to the bench. Yeah. And there's a couple of fucking yaks like eating a pile of trash that's on fire.
1: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just like, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: This sacred place, you know. Yeah. It's just like all this you know. It's unbelievable. It was never in like I couldn't see it all at once, but it was all within steps of each other, you know? Like yeah. this family mourning this body, this lady crying cuz we're looking at it, and then this dude taking his shit and the decks, the oh sacred place my animal God. Just trash.
1: That's just complete oh chaos. Oh, my
0: gosh, dude. I need you know... And like people... Sensory overload.
1: People want to leave America.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: <clears throat> Pretty happy here. I like
0: to go view things like that.
1: You know, oh, no, no. I know. Perspective, but, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's important. Everyone should do that. People that don't travel, like... It's the worst thing possible
2: for I don't you. Know, I
0: it's, do It's the worst thing, but... You know, some people could benefit a lot from it, you know, to give them perspective. People that don't understand how good we got it going on here. As rough as it may seem sometimes.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure.
0: What I just went through in Central America.
1: (laughs) People would be in tears.
0: uh, Yeah. There's some wild shit going on in the world right now. Like... But yeah, and there's also wild shit happening here in America. You know, there are people in situations that oh, yeah. are probably just as dire and
1: yeah. Uh, Those are the situations I try to, you know, cover. Like you cover. Like I'm doing a service or getting paid to do this. I just do it because I'm doing it because I enjoy it. But I don't care to take photos of Mister. What would
0: Victor do if he showed up with no motorcycles in any of your photos?
1: He'd be like, you missed the memo, no bro. you're virgin. Yeah, you fucking missed the memo, bro. Jeremiah, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be good.
0: Uh, he would enjoy it. But yeah, he might be like, well, that's not exactly what we're after here.
1: Yeah, so go sit in the parking lot. Fucking virgin. So, yeah. But like, I could care less to take a photo of like... You know, fucking Hot Shots, fucking Narrowed Springer in a sissy bar. You know, like, cool. <laughs> like, it's awesome. I love it. I love taking photos of my friends' bikes. And just to see them stoked. Like, just taking photos, like, really nice photos of my friends riding their bikes or what they created is fucking special. It's important. I care about it. But I'm not the dude to, like, care about taking a photo at a concert of, like, the Smashing Pumpkins, like, oh, I'm going to the show. I'm going to get a photo of fucking, you know, jack shit. It's going to be sick, you know? Well,
0: you know, I've, uh, in in the last year, I've, maybe last two, I've hired a couple photographers. Not as many, you know, considering I have a clothing brand, somehow I've existed for four years, and I've maybe paid for five photo shoots, you know? like.
1: Yeah, you traded me some for T-shirts. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, I... Like, but yeah. just, like the way my business model works, like I once you see a picture of it, you can't buy it anyways. You know, it's like
1: Yeah. It's
0: it's interesting. But like the like the last one I did, maybe not the last one, but the last one I remember like telling the photographer like, you know, yeah, I'd like to capture some shirts in the moment, but what really I want is to just capture people smiling. You know like you find somebody having a good time, like, that's what I want. Mm It's like to capture the energy, you know, of people being stoked. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's what I want to see and that's what other people want to see. Yeah. It's like excitement. Happy. Sometimes it's not even happy, you know.
1: Yeah. In the grid of things.
0: In the grid of things, yeah.
1: Deep down and dirty, man. I think... uh, I
0: wish somebody would have got a picture of me when I was freaking the fuck out trying to cross some of those borders where I'm just, like, trying to... You know, where I... I I felt like I was being composed on the outside, but inside I was, like, the fucking tension was high, dude. You know, I am just, like...
1: What was so stressful about it? Well, like... You know, the,
0: being in a line, not communicating well with anybody, my motorcycle being one place, my title being another place, and, like, you know.
1: God, you had to bring your title with you to the motorcycle? Is that yeah. something you have to do?
0: Dude, okay, let me tell you how this went down. I've
1: only written in Baja, Tecate okay. to yeah. whatever. So
0: the, I didn't think I brought my title because when I got to the first border crossing and they asked for it, I was like, yeah, right why would I bring my fucking title? Like, I have a copy of it, but no, I didn't. They're like, no, we need the original. And I'm like, yeah, well. Good luck. Why would I travel to a third world country with my motorcycle and the title to it? You know? Here you like, go.
1: For you, for free.
0: And then, uh, but I did bring, for my last trip to Mexico, the original copy of my registration, right? So, but I had only, was only pulling out, I only used a copy the first time. I think it was like Guatemala or whatever. So I gave them the copy of that and the copy of the title they asked for the original of the title I'm like, Pff, no. Well, anyways, the next board of are like, dude, we need a fucking original of the registration and the title and I'm like, don't fucking, I don't have the title but I, I do have the the original registration stashed in case this happened and then I go in there and when I find that, I find the original title and I'm like, did bring it you know i must have the, the little research i did i must have read yeah that i needed the original title because it was stashed away in my stash box.
1: Ooh, thank god
0: but yeah it's yeah I, i'm so blown away that i had to travel with that that my first stop i'm like there's no way is the title
1: in the bike right now just sitting in a third world country while you're here in this no, hotel room no
0: no 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 <laughs> i got it's not with me but i have it
1: is your bike safe right now? Are you worried about Dude, your bike? no, it's
0: fucking fenced off. There's two giant pit bulls. You know, one of my great friends is...
1: Oh, you got a homie down there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's house-sitting for somebody and it's at that dude's house. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. He wasn't weird. on the
1: trip with you, though. No. You were by yourself.
0: Yeah. He lives down there. So in Costa Rica, they have, like, this uh, squatting law. Like, say... Say Jeremiah goes down there. He's like, "Damn, Costa Rica, is sick man! I could buy this house for like twenty five grand on the water. Fuck it, I'm in. You know, I'm selling my shovel head and buying a house in Costa Rica."
1: Damn, twenty five oh grand for my well, cone not, shovel, shovel? Just head. making up numbers, right? <laughs> just oh, kidding. Yeah, for the cone <laughs> shovel, yeah.
0: Uh, anyways, yeah. you get the house and you're like, "All right, I got to go back to America and square some shit up, you know, and get some stuff and come back down here." If one of the locals decides to move into your house and lives there for two months, it's his.
1: Dude, that can happen here in the United States.
0: Yeah, not in two months.
1: Well, not in two months, two yeah. Two
0: fucking months. Two months, squatters rights, the property's theirs.
1: Yeah, but you can easily get shot in the fucking face, too, by someone down there and be like, oh, that's funny, two months, huh? <laughs> boom, your brains are gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: they do. They, they got guns in Costa Rica.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be pissed to say the least.
0: What, but I started thinking about that. I'm like, fuck, what about my motorcycle? Like, some local jumps the fence and sits on my motorcycle
1: for know, 10 a couple, seconds? A
0: couple of times <laughs> in the next couple of months, dude. You're like, you know, mine. This is a bike, like, oh, only two <laughs> days. He's got to act like it's his and it's his. He's
1: you just sitting on it. It's not running. Yeah. He's just sitting on it in the parking lot. Be like, I show up. Yeah. And
0: they're like, no, no, we need the title. It's his bike now.
1: Oh, I'd fucking
2: murder everyone.
0: Know. Luckily, I got good people down there that I trust. For sure. I haven't, I haven't even been concerned with it at all. Yeah. But I did start thinking about the squatter loss. Like, I wonder if there's like, you know.
1: I wonder if anyone's rode the Pan America down the Pan America yet. Do you know if that's a fact or not?
0: No, I haven't. I mean, I don't know anybody that has. I know that there's a couple coming from... Poland right now. Their bike's on a boat. And it'll be in... So their bike's Cheers. on a boat. Shipped from Poland to Colombia. Saturday. Yesterday. What's today?
1: Today is Sunday.
0: Yeah, so yesterday they flew to Panama. He's got a bike in Panama. Uh-huh. Him and his wife are getting on that bike and riding to America. And then when they get to America, they're flying back to Colombia to get the... Pan America off the ship, and then they're gonna spend the next year riding around South America. Two up. Two up.
1: Damn, that's relationship boot camp right there. Boy. <laughs> Holy uh, fuck, boy! He's like, turning the fucking
0: calm off. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. It's off.
1: Dude, I got one of those comms. I bought one. It's I sick. broke down, it's so dude. So sick. I went with the uh, what's it called? The. Cardo. Star- Cardo, that's what I got, Good, yeah. that's what I got. Cardo Pack Talk.
0: Yeah. It's dude, sick, dude,
1: call me when you're in fucking Panama. <laughs> Give me a call on the Cardo. I'll be on the Dyna, and we can talk, Cardo style. Okay, all right. It's dude, the it's, least you can do for me. Okay,
0: so me and my buddy Randall got him last year, and we rode the Colorado BDR. And it was so sick, just like, you know, one thing I like about what I don't like about helmets is not being able to see your face. When we're riding together, like, We see something fucked up in front of us. I want to look over and see what Jeremiah's face is. We talked about that the first time
1: we ever rode together. So,
0: like, you know, having full face fucking dirt bike helmets on. Uh Being able to talk and, like, hear, like, oh, you saw that fucking bear? You know, like, arguing about which direction we're supposed to turn at this Uh fucking tree in the road. Uh It was just awesome. And I really enjoyed it. And then you can fucking play music and the music just just, doesn't even turn off. It just it's like a DJ's in your helmet. Turning the music down and then it brings in the call and you're talking to your buddy while you're listening to fucking Leonard Skinner. And then they quit talking and then Leonard Skinner gets turned back up. It's like, oh shit.
1: So I haven't been able to you know, I just got out the other day, so I, I hooked it all up in my helmet and I'm like, wow, I'm an official dad now. Yeah,
2: no, I have, bro. I, have fuck,
1: bro. I have a fucking I have a fucking full face helmet painted to match the flames on my bike Sick. and I have a Dynacom <laughs> on my helmet
0: <laughs> does Sam got one
1: Sam bought one
0: good and so, so does my buddy so Jay fun? yeah you know what else you can do is you can sync up like your Spotify playlists Yes. Well, I learned that with you guys. You Tectona. did? You yeah. sure did, yeah. I never got on that. I didn't have that shit then, but I was like, that's a great idea. That yeah, so like you're
1: great. all listening to the same song at the at same, same time. At
0: the same time, that's genius. Yeah,
1: nerds. so you're looking, oh, yeah, you
0: can hear that? Yeah, that's good shit. Oh, we don't even <laughs> need to point. Song, we can talk
1: because we yeah. have the comms now. Yeah. Like, oh, I love this song. Let's that shut was, the fuck so up. The one
0: thing I don't like about the Cardo is it's not like push a button and talk. If you start singing along, everybody can hear you.
1: Oh, it just picks up your voice automatically? Yeah,
0: automatically. It sends it over.
1: Oh, okay. Now,
0: you can mute other people, but you can't mute yourself to other people.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: I think. I mean, in...
1: How are you talking? You took a YouTube, or you posted a video yesterday or today of you doing that border crossing. Oh, yeah. What's picking up your audio there? Was that the actual GoPro picking up your audio or was that the Cardo picking up your... No,
0: I got another microphone in my helmet that's plugged into a media mod on the GoPro.
1: Oh, yeah, you're audio nerd.
0: With a fucking... It has a built-in, like, bigger microphone on that wraps around the GoPro, but then it also has a media input on the back of the GoPro. Oh, so you so can have
1: you can do these, external mics.
0: Yeah, I have a lavalier mic wired in my helmet that goes to the GoPro. Oh,
1: that's cool.
0: Yeah. I yeah. think on this, you know, throughout this next adventure, I plan on, you know, I thought about doing just bits and pieces here and there and then putting it all together, but without the video to go with it, you know... I think what I'm going to do is like the recap podcast I've been doing where I just sit down and talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one of those like in the morning when I leave or, or like as the evening's coming down or like, you know, do the recap while I'm on the road.
1: Yeah, you should because you'll, you should because you'll, it'll be hard to catch up. You know, you'll be busy and down the road and you'll get home and be like, fuck, I got all this shit, you well, know. Well, I
0: mean, that's why I did did the podcast where I did, just like, you know, like one night I got, when, after in Honduras, after the fucking mob attacked me and Donald Trump and Barack Obama there were fucking stakes. Have you heard this?
1: I didn't hear that part, uh-uh. Dude. No, I did not hear so that part. So after I
0: lost my license at the fucking Honduras border, I'm going into Honduras and I come around this turn and there's like a mob of people. Covering the fucking road, all with like Halloween rubber mask on, and like wearing fucking black long sleeve fucking ghost-like things with sticks in their hands. Whoa. And there's a truck pulling through this mop, and they're hitting the fucking truck, like a big truck, like a box truck. And I'm like...
1: Picket line kind of deal.
0: Fuck. You know, Teamsters, dude. They're yeah. They're about work or something, dude. <laughs> so I'm like... I just gun it at them, like I just twist the throttle in limp mode, barely pull a wheelie and go. One of them, they they kind of they kind of clear out a little bit. One of them kind of falls down trying to get out of the way, and all those rubber masks are looking at me, you know, like. Who's this, get is to the this crazy white boy? And I see Barack Obama over here and <laughs> Donald Trump over here with sticks <laughs> in their hands, and I'm like, no fucking way, is this happening right now, dude? They didn't swing at me. They didn't, you know. They didn't.
1: Yeah, you're too easy of a target.
0: They were. I think they were just shocked. And they're. I mean, the bike's fucking cool, dude. You know, fucking black and flames on it. They were probably like, damn. Yeah. And I was through. Yeah. Like,
1: did you catch that on the GoPro?
0: No. Fuck. The GoPro quit working the day before that. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Well, it'll just have to be up here.
0: It's there, dude. It's it's (laughs) fucking there, dude. Dude, because the tensions were high, like. That border crossing right before that happened, I'm like, you guys lost my fucking driver's license? Like, I'm in, C- I'm you know, I'm far from home. I need that to, like, get my bike in and out of these countries, and now I don't fucking have one. My phone wasn't working at this point. I'm like, "Oh," and now I got to go to a police station? Dude, I show up at the police station, and it's like fucking Reno 911 of Honduras, dude. It's a bunch of fucking 20-year-olds. Cutting and laughing and joking around. And I'm like, no wonder there's mass fucking hoodlums attacking people on the road because you guys obviously aren't gonna fucking do anything. It was nuts, dude. Dude,
1: how do we get me on one of these trips just to document this whole situation through photography? Hold on. Dude.
0: Like, for real. I wanna come. Uh, I mean, the way this one's gonna work where I can't do it all at once. You know, like...
1: Well, there'll be more in the future, but...
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, maybe in South America. You work it out, where you fucking fly down with me? We yeah. rent you a fucking bike. Yeah. And
1: I would love to document that. We go fucking
0: that. climb Machu Picchu. Dude. I mean, because... I mean, one thing I don't have is, like, photos of me doing shit down there. You know, like, I got, like, the first person view. I got a ton of GoPro footage of what I'm seeing. But, yeah, for sure. You know, like... Yeah. I know when I when you watch a video, it's hard to, like, see, you know, see me doing this shit, you know? I think that would be valuable. Yeah. Uh,
1: I could have GoPros and be shooting, too. I mean,
0: just the photos alone, you know? Like, yeah. The photos are so much easier, you know? Like, you don't have to worry about sounds, right? No, but, I mean, I could GoPro about. easy. I know. Yeah. Well, so, guess what I'm taking down this time? Is I got this fucking GoPro clamp with a fucking... Like a little fucking thing Selfies, on it. selfie stick. Well, it's like, yeah, but it's like a hardcore clamp that I can, like, ride up to a truck, clamp it on the fucking truck. Oh, shit. Go back, sh- get some footage, oh, go back up, unclamp it. You know, there's some possibility. <laughs> the truck
1: takes a right. And
0: turns I'm up. following the truck, dude. <laughs> uh... Anyways, just a thought, you know, like, I got it just in case, you know, the opportunity. Rises.
1: You need one on your bars or like on your windshield well, so that's facing you. I can, I can you. do
0: that with this. When I can clamp it on my bars, yeah, and get some fucking, you know what that shot is like. You know, it never really captures the background that well. Just like yeah, me on my but it bike. gives a different I can do perspective. I Driveway and just mix it into the other footage.
1: <laughs> but it gives some perspective of like, you know. What you know? It's just a different perspective. It is. It is. Other That's than one like thing I, I talk player them. one, dude, player I, one.
0: Dude, just get more angles. just yeah. you, Whatever angles you can get, just get more fucking. Yeah. Anything then
1: Are you trying to edit all this footage yourself and all that?
0: I mean, I, I God, don't know what a what I'm nightmare! Trying to do it. Yeah.
1: <sighs> it's so much work, dude. That's why I just take fucking photos. <laughs> you got to kind of if you want to be a professional. You know, photographer or anything, you gotta, you gotta do it both. You
0: gotta stare at the fucking computer a lot.
1: You gotta do it both. You gotta be able to do video and photo.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah right. You gotta be able to do everything. Yeah. For everything now. So I am gonna like document the travels for Choppers Magazine. Oh cool. Uh, and I'm writing everything down. Like. Sweet. I got like, like three days. So the next. Now, my wife doesn't know this. I think I told you. She thinks I'm going down there to work on the bike for the next five days. I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to go down there and hang out with her and, like, get some good quality time. Yeah, hell yeah. She doesn't wake up early, so I'll wake up early and try and, like, finish typing up everything that's happened until this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm, like, 10,000 words in, and I'm only on the third day in Mexico. Uh, So I got a lot more writing to do, and I want to get it all while it's fresh before I take off on this next
1: you know what's a pro move is using the talk to text in your notes. Oh, yeah. And that way you don't have to actually type it up. You can get it rough in your notes, you know, and just go, just pull, pull up any note and just be like, start a new one and be like, um, Mexico, day two. Yeah. Period.
0: Day two, yeah. Yeah. Here we go.
1: So today I did this, and we went to the fucking store, and we drank beer, and then there it all is, you know. So you don't gotta physically type it out. So
0: I have it all recorded, podcast form, right? Yes. But now I'm trying to like, you know.
1: But if you have it written in words, voice words, well, I can. I can. You're gonna have to edit all that. Turn
0: the fucking voice, the podcast into words, right? Or you can do that. Yeah. Write it down with like a different perspective, like a a day later perspective. For sure, yeah. You know, like, you know, because like, you know, instead of doing it like, no, and I guess I could do that too. I could just write it out, but I think I like, I like typing it, thinking about it.
1: Yeah, if you have the time,
2: for sure. Looking
0: up, you know, like when I talk about Monterey, looking up some facts about Monterey, where I learn a little bit too, and then I can share a little bit more. Yeah. Like I went to a super fucking dangerous neighborhood in Monterey. Topo Chico was bottled in Monterey. Uh, You know,
1: yeah, cool.
0: Adding things like that, layers like the fucking San Miguel, you know, when it was established, why it was established, you know.
1: What
0: yeah, I saw when I got there and how that relates to when it was formed, why it was formed.
1: Yeah, that's all,
0: and then continuing on, you know, for like sure. When I saw Barack Obama and Donald Trump, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like somebody, <laughs> I was telling that to somebody and they were like, oh, man, it's crazy that that pop culture, you know, they're down there like dealing with that shit too or something. I was like, oh, yeah. No, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> when you see somebody down there with a Super Bowl 37 t-shirt on. It's, it's not because they're a Bills fan or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> that's just because that box of t-shirts got lifted <laughs> off the truck. You know? Yeah, here that's, it is. You know, like.
1: Yeah. That's did, what they did, got. Did they
0: know they had a Barack Obama mask on? Maybe. You know, maybe not. Uh, but they just happened to be in the box of masks that they were all wearing. You know, yes. like...
1: That's fucking hilarious. I wish know. I could have seen that scene.
0: Dude, no. I mean, yes, you do. But it was, like... It was fucking real. You yeah. know, like... You're like, what? I was already, like... You know... I was already fucking scorched at this point. You know, well, I, that, I had to sit in this fucking building without AC for, like, two and a half hours. Without my bike, without my title. You know, just sweating, dude. They had to fucking mop the floor behind me. And I'm not even making that up. Like, I was just dripping sweat everywhere, dude. Nuts. And then they're like, we lost your ID. And I'm like...
1: What do you mean? What does that even mean? What did you, I gave you my ID and you just went like this? You threw it over your well, fucking shoulder? they were trying
0: shoulder? to tell me that the lady behind the window lost it. Now, now given They... If they were going to take something from me, they had my title and my motorcycle, right? Like, obviously, they didn't have the key. Like, they could have taken more than my fucking driver's license. Now, this was a really busy checkpoint. The lady behind the counter, you know, she could have fucking slid. You know, maybe she did lose it. I mean, those motherfuckers hit me up today, and they're like, hey, guess what? We got your ID. When are you coming back to Honduras? And I'm like, never, bitches. You know, can uh, you
1: have them mail it, you think? That's I mean I'm, I'm gonna saying.
0: I'm gonna set it up, yeah, but I mean I'm gonna give them an address. Are they gonna are they, they, want they gonna show back up, dude? They're like, come back with your money. We got your ID. <sighs> I fucking kill so have you done any travel in any third world countries?
1: Not third world. I we a bunch of my buddies and we all rode from the Chicate border. We did a lot of the Baja 1000 Trail, and we went all the way down to... Um,
0: on dirt bikes?
1: Yeah. Uh uh-huh.
0: Fucking sick, dude. It was one of
1: the best... Tra- it was for my 30th birthday, so it was seven years this? ago. Yeah. What yeah. did you do it on? I was on a YZ450F. Oh,
0: my gosh. That's sick.
1: Yeah, it was bad as fuck. So did you
0: go all the way down and come back?
1: We didn't go all the way down. We went all the way down to... What's the hostel down there? I forget the name of... I always forget... The
0: Bay of San Francisco?
1: No, it's... It's past La Paz. It's, um...
0: La Paz is at the fucking bottom. Well, no, no, no.
1: Not not La Paz. I'm getting shit fucked up. I don't know. It was like a... San Felipe? Yeah, it was... It was past San Felipe, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember the name of the hostel in Baja... But it was incredible. It it was all it was ninety five percent off road. My friends that I went with had been going down there for twenty years, and they're like, "Hey, Jeremiah, the one thing we can tell you is, if we get separated, just go to the last place that you we we saw each other, turn the bike off, and just wait." Well, the first day, we were riding for eight hours. <laughs> on dirt road on fucking sand roads.
0: What's your experience level on fucking riding sand, dude? I mean...
1: Oh, at this point, zero. But I was keeping up because I didn't have a choice. Well, someone had gotten a flat tire and I was like, hey, I'm going to try to catch the boys up front because they didn't know you got a flat. And then the road fucking spider webs. And I see tracks and I'm like, all right, there they, they went that way, obviously. So I ripped for another five, ten minutes. Can't catch anyone. These are all ex-pro fucking trail riders and shit. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe they went the other way. I go back to the spider web spot. I go down the other way. Come back. Wrong again. Don't see anyone. By that time, the guy had changed his flat tire. He goes ripping past me. I don't know where he goes. He goes the one way. I'm trying to catch him again. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just lost everybody. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone, and we're not like in a town. We're like in the middle of the desert, in the like the woods of the desert.
0: In the, yeah, the Baja.
1: We're in Baja. Yeah, you're in the desert. Hours from any civilization whatsoever, and I'm looking, and the ocean is maybe 30, 40 miles that way, and I see the sun getting smaller and smaller, and I was like okay, here we go. Turn my bike off. I'm just going to turn my bike off and I'm just going to sit there. No I, way. So I sit. No way. I go back to the last place sun, saw someone, turn my bike off, sit down. At this point, I'm As like... As the sun's going down? Yeah, I'm stressing, dude. I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure out how to make a fire. Like, I can make a fire. I got shit to make a fire. That's not a problem. Stay warm, you know. I got warm clothes in my bag. But there was like inner tubes, tools, and like, some socks. We're literally on dirt bikes for a week straight. I had nothing. I had a backpack. That's it, dude. I'm with these dudes. This is the very first day. First thing they tell me to do is don't lose them. And they, but they also tell me, don't try to keep up because we're really fast. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Do you want me to kick back? Do you want me to go
0: fast? What do you want so me to do? So there was no like coordinates given to you there you're just on dirt
1: absolutely not no Oh man. no no absolutely not there was not even like i didn't even know i'm just following these dudes like hey we're going to mexico you want to go it's your birthday yeah sure i flew into san diego got on fucking my buddy's bike in san diego put it in the truck it wasn't even my bike no fucking ragtag the shit out of that thing but yeah, the, then my buddy comes back, I hear a bike coming, I'm like, oh fuck, oh my God, yes, they're coming back, fucking finally, yes. And I'm like, he gets back and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I told you to fucking keep up, don't get fucking lost. He just starts motherfucking me, yelling at me, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I get on the bike. I'm just kicking the mic, started, try to fucking keep up, you idiot. And I'm just like, oh fuck, fuck. I'm 30 years old, dude, I'm like,
0: <laughs> oh my God
1: we go, and then like it gets dark, and the y z four fifty like had a headlight on it, but it it only ran off the magneto, there was no battery yes, right you had to be
0: gunned.
1: you had to be full force, so my buddy Ronnie Zastro is on a fucking Scott was with us, Scott from Milwaukee, you know from uh Mama Triad was with us, fucking. The fuel. From Fuel, yes. You know, and they're all on great XR 650s or 450s with, like, perfect headlights. I'm on this YZ450 with, like, a fucking flashlight duct taped to the Magneto so this fucking (laughs) sea shit. It comes nighttime, and he's, like, taking me through the uh, lots of parts of the Baja 1000 course where, like, the trucks had dug out, like, you know, we're talking, like, 15-foot ruts, dude. Yeah. And and I don't know, but they're, like, the dude, I'm trying to keep up with Ronnie that's in front of me, and he's, like, going down the ruts, but he's bailing at the last second. So I'm using his headlight, and then I can't see because I have fucking duct tape, fucking flashlight, magneto headlight, and then there's just a wall of water at the bottom of these things. So I'm just, like, going through the water, like getting soaked and he's just oh laughing his God. ass off dude at one point we're fucking getting um this is my first time like fucking at in mexico ever really mm-hmm. and they're at one time at one point we're fucking it's nighttime someone had gotten a flat tire but there was like a bodega that you can see it was in this tiny little town i don't even know where And they're like, hey Jeremiah, go get some beer for us. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem.
0: Yeah, I can do that.
1: Yeah, I'm good, like I'll get some beer. So I get on my dirt bike, I ride over, put the dirt bike up against the bodega. Don't even take my helmet off. Go out, I reach in my little fanny pack, get some money out, grab a 12-er, turn around. I got my money in my hand and I got like six, like, 12 to 15-year-old kids in a half circle.
0: Around your dirt bike?
1: No, around me, in the store. Okay. And they're like, hey, Widow, what's going on, Widow? Fucking mucho dinero, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got lots of dinero, motherfucker. And I, like, put my, put. I made sure I strapped my helmet again and put my fucking, like, I'm from Chicago. I know what's about to go down, dude, like... (laughs) Chicago man this ain't my first rodeo so I put the fucking money in my little fanny pack and they try like buffing up on me and I'm like hey y'all need to fucking chill like I'm like tranquilo and the fucking tranquilo. tranquilo you fucking fucks man well they semi-circle me they won't let me to kind of leave And I was like fuck it I just took two of them grabbed two of them just smashed them together <laughs> two of these little kids <laughs> Fucking just bounced them off each other.
0: Oh my
1: gosh. Grabbed them, smashed them together, and then threw them through this like fucking chip rack, that had, like all these chips on it. Chip rack falls over, and then they just like fucking scatter. scatter. Ah, they're out of there. And the dude comes out from behind the counter. He's like, hey, hey, you know, fucking in Spanish, like, take it easy, tranquilo, tranquilo, tranquilo. And I was like, hey, I'm fucking sorry, man. He's like, I told you. I told those fucking guys, they can't be in here. I'm sorry. They did that to you. And I Really? Was like, they
0: didn't try and blame you for everything?
1: No, he was cool, right? And then so I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I feel bad. So I pick up the chip rack. I'm setting all the shit back up. Like, I felt bad, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck this dude's store up. You know, it's probably he all he has, you know? Did you share know? a beer with him? No. And then I was like, hey, man, I'll, I'll, I'll get the beer and, like, how about these sunglasses? I'll buy these sunglasses too. You know? It was nighttime. I bought these sunglasses. I put them on my shirt like this, and they just break in half. <laughs> right in front of them. Before I even leave the counter, they shatter like they were made of fucking Mexican clay. Oh, my God. And, and he was like, he got scared. He was like, oh, Amigo. Please, take another pair. Take another pair. And I was like, it's all good, man. I'm fucking out of here. Like, I'm out. I get back to my buddies, and they're like, they're like, I was like, man, what the fuck? I go over there and these fucking kids, they're like, yeah, we just kind of wanted to see if you'd go over there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: But it was the most incredible trip.
0: Dude, I don't want to go back down the Baja off-road like that.
1: Dude, we we could get it together with them boys. They got They got the spots. It's cool. Like they know farmers down there, right? Where we'll pull up, give them money, they'll gas us up, feed us. Like sit down at their family fucking table and eat food. And then give them some money. They open this gate and we're ripping through their backyard, which is just a fucking like wide open, wide open field. Like, dude, incredible, incredible fucking shit. Isn't the
0: sunset on Baja like fucking amazing, dude?
1: Yeah, it was like nowhere else. Did you
0: smoke any fucking cactus? No, I did you didn't not. Hit any cactus? I don't mean like smoke it, but like
2: <laughs> no, I did
0: didn't. You fucking hit any of those cactus plants, dude. There's no big ass fucking cactus down there, dude.
1: Oh, oh, oh! You mean like run into them? Yeah. No, I did not. No, I, I didn't fucking. Did you get a flat or anything? That oh yeah, I got, f- I got a couple flats. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like changing a flat in the middle of fucking absolutely nowhere. Oh,
0: dude, I, we did it on the fucking. Boarster chopper, when we were riding up the ball last year.
1: Dude, I love that story. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. didn't crew. even
0: pull the wheel off the front end.
1: Just changed it. We we didn't even pull a the axle a patch out? patch
0: on the fucking tube. Really? We popped off half the tire, pulled the tube out, patched it, stuck it back in the tire. I think he's still riding around with that same fucking tube. Yeah. Yeah, this is all Oh, my God, yeah, it's fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah, that's incredible. Baja 2015. Yeah. You can find all these pictures.
1: (laughs) On Jeremiah's Facebook
0: page. (laughs) All this shit you guys can't see that we've been looking at. Oh, there's Scott Johnson. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he raced the fucking Baja, dude.
1: Yeah. So, like, when I got into... So were, they,
0: were they pre-running it, and you were just down there with them, or this no, was just a no, Baja no, trip?
1: No, it was just a Baja boys trip for fun. Yeah, Scott had raced the 1,000, and I and I saw that movie, uh, Dust of Glory, mm-hmm. and I got obsessed with oh, it. yeah. And I don't think I even really knew Scott at this point, but Warren was like, yeah, Scott had has raced that race. Yeah. And I was like, this is right when... I'm, it's all Jeff Wright's fault, really. You know Jeff
0: Wright? I don't know, but yes, I yeah. love Jeff Wright.
1: Yeah, he he put me on a dirt bike.
0: I want to do one of his fucking dirt bike campouts, dude.
1: Oh, they are fucking so fun.
0: Yeah, have you been to one?
1: That dude was down there on his fucking glide shovel head in dude. the middle of nowhere. He rode it all the way from Canada.
0: No way. Down there, yeah. He I, looks like a fucking Canadian. That's right when I got Is my... Is that sh- that store where those kids tried to attack you?
1: <laughs> no, that's not the store, no. But we showed up and we're like, "Why is there a shovelhead in the middle of the fucking, in the middle of the fucking woods?" Of course,
0: <laughs> a Canadian is responsible for it.
1: Yeah, it was it was Man, incredible. That's not
0: just any shovelhead. That's a fucking superglide with a yep. boat tail on it. Exactly.
1: Dude. Yeah, but
0: oh my god, yeah.
1: We got to do it one dude, time. Dude, we
0: rode the, so we took the ferry over from Mazatlan and rode all the way up that motherfucker and it was so fucking sick just being on the road. What were you on? On my chopper.
1: Oh shit. Hell yeah. yeah That's a fucking, different experience. Dude,
0: the fucking highway from La Paz is fresh all the way up wow. to San Felipe. Well, <laughs> like 95% of it is.
1: So, you're talking about the guys in the in masks or whatever when you tried to cross that border. That shit, when we were leaving Baja to come back to the United States, yeah. we got a message from some people up north and they're like, hey, listen, do not take the main roads back because the farmers are striking right now and they will not let anyone past on the main roads. So I'm sure, like, they're like, they will fuck you up. Like, they don't care if you're a truck so or a Mexico, motorcycle.
0: So the first beginning of this, this trip was the Mezcal Moto Rally Race, where we raced from Austin, Texas, to Oaxaca. On the, the third day after I went through Mexico City, I get back on the toll road, fucking traffic jam. And I get, start splitting lanes, and I get up close to where it stopped, and I start seeing cars turning around. Like in the on the fucking toll road, you know. Like, I'm like, dude, this. Is, if the cars are saying, "Fuck this, we're going backwards," something's going on. And then one of the racers comes up that's in our group. He's like, "Dude, bunch of masked dudes with machetes just drove trash and tires out across the road and lit it all on fire, and they're protesting something." You know, and we were out there in farm country. Yeah, I'm sure it was the same kind of shit where they were like. Yeah. We're not happy, we're fucking stopping traffic.
1: Yeah. That's what they do, man. So we had to take back roads. Luckily, you know, the dudes I was with have been going down there for twenty years. They're like, like we we're taking the
0: fucking main road anyways.
1: Dude, well, we were going to just to save time, so we had to take dirt roads back. And we're in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden the all these MPs, like military police, fucking pull out with fucking machine guns in the middle of the woods, dude. And like All oh, right,
0: you keep saying woods. There's no woods down in Baja. There's some trees. <laughs> Joshua trees.
1: There's a woods. They they're made of wood, motherfucker. God damn. <laughs> okay, the middle of the fucking woods. nowhere in the Bumblefuck Desert. They come out with fucking machine guns and I was like, "Oh, we're dead. They're just going to murder us out here." And there's, like, passports.
0: And oh, we're, they what, stopped you guys? Yeah, stopped? they
1: stopped us. Yeah, they're like, let me see your passports. And then, like, they try to, like, push, you know, to get some money out of us. And my friend speaks good Spanish. She's like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're out of here. You need anything else from us? I'm starting my bike, like, <laughs> later. I'm out. Yeah. You can pull me over? I don't think so. Goodbye. And we were yeah, gone. Yeah, really,
0: any feedback or, you know, any, uh... Any uh, what work? You know, any obstruction to them getting money. They're you know, they don't push that hard. You know, yeah. if you give them any resistance, they're like, yeah, never
1: mind. Yeah, I'm about it. yeah. And Policia from America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how that would go. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that's the right move. Oh, lock him up.
1: We had to do that on a two-stroke. They did the whole trip on a two-stroke. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah. And then we had another guy blew his shit up. We were on the top of a fucking mountain down there right before we got to maybe Ensenada somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, right before we got to Ensenada, there was a church van, a white dude, you know, churchgoers down there saving people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were on vacation, yeah. No, they Watching were, yeah, the they
1: yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 So they're, they're in this van and we're like hey we need to get to town like we got to get him and try to get him back up to the united states like can we use your van we'll pay you and was like yeah that's fine like so we put our buddy in the van with his bike like laid on its side he's like holding the bike up we're like 40 miles from the town and it's in these twisty mountain turny corners you just later, dude. it's pitch black dude and i'm the only dude that tries to keep up with the van, everyone else was like, fuck it, I can't. I was like, fuck no, I'm not losing our buddy, you know? Like, they're gonna take this guy and <laughs> sell his kidneys or something, you know? I was like, fuck that. You're gonna that.
0: sacrifice God. Exactly,
1: so like, I'm chasing him down this mountain, almost eating shit around corners and stuff. The van is hauling. There was it dirt road? No, no, it was, it was cement road, but I'm okay. full knobbies. you know? like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we get into town, And he's blowing through red lights and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker's like legitimately trying to like ditch me." So I'm blowing through red lights, and then a cop pulls me over, and he ran up next to me, but the van didn't stop. And I was like, "I'm not stopping." I was like, "I'm staying with the van." Fucking cops can pull me over, fuck them. I was like, "I'm staying with the van. I'm staying with my homie," and I'm like signaling to the cop. I'm like, "My friend's in the van." He's like, "Whoa." Pull over. And I was like, I'm not pulling over. I'm not pulling over. My friend's in that van, and the van's not stopping. Eventually, the van stopped. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Why are you going so fast? He's like, oh, just, you know, just cruising, just trying to get down just here. the
0: God, doing the Lord's work.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, you're a fucking asshole. I was like, you what know. What's
0: the cop saying while you're yelling at him?
1: So the, I don't understand what the cop's saying. He's yelling at me. <laughs> He's trying to shake me down for something, and I'm like, nah, man, sorry, I ran the red light. write me a ticket, or I don't know, like whatever, you know? And then the dude from the van ends up going to the cop, and he's like, you know, speaking Spanish to him. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Your
0: dude, or the fucking. No, the, 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 pa- Lord, the pastor.
1: The Lord's guy. The, the, Lord, the Lord's work. He yeah. did the Lord's work for me. Yeah. And he hit this guy, and he was like, yeah, man, like, he's not from here, clearly. As you fucking <laughs> gathered, pretty easy. Fucking Sherlock Holmes. This motherfucker's not
0: from here. Oh, my God. He's from Chicago. He's from
1: Chicago. He's not taking no shit from you. And then it was like, I I literally, I did have to give him some money, though. He's like, just give him, like, ten bucks, and he'll let you go. Okay.
0: Yeah. Easy. Wish it was that easy back in the States. I thought it was so crazy (laughs) just
1: to, like, just use my American money down there, too. I did not use any other... I just used American dollars down there. Yeah. Everyone was like... They love that. They're like, hell yeah. Yeah. They
0: we give will... you a shitty exchange rate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In
0: El Salvador, that's what they use. Oh, okay. They don't even have their own money.
1: It's they're, our money. It's just
0: their our money.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah.
1: I wonder how it gets there. People like you. <laughs> <laughs> Drop some of this
0: off here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm shake down that gringo. Yeah. Yeah, I use, what, Honduran money, Guatemalan money, pesos, was it Limpires? I think it was Honduran.
1: So how long is your... They
0: take dollars everywhere.
1: Yeah, for sure. The almighty.
0: They just, the exchange rate's fucked up, you know. Or it's not as good when you have to use it in some places.
1: How long is this next jaunt going to be? Do you know?
0: Dude, just for like... 12 days, 10, 12 days.
1: And then fly back again?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And leave the bike somewhere safe? I hope. You don't know?
0: No, I'm not going to leave it if it's not safe.
1: What well, then I what? mean, I
0: do need to come back and go to Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival, right? But, I mean, if I, if I can't find a place to safely store the bike, then I'm not coming back for Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. Fuck. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Uh, but no, I think the plan is right now: go down there, get the bike running, and go to fucking Rouser's place. You know Rob? Rob Rouser. I Rauser?
1: know of him. We're not friends. He's Panama. Oh shit!
0: So originally, I wanted to go to Panama, get my bike over to Columbia, and I was gonna go to the Harley dealership at Medellin and yeah. leave it there because I figure a dealership's probably a great place. And my buddy was there a couple months ago and sent me a photo. The place is sick. He's with the owner. They got, like, a, some old bikes and shit. Like, oh, they cool. will appreciate.
1: I've heard you uh, talk America. about Medellin before. Really? In one of your podcasts, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what I mean, you're talking about. I
0: I've ten- never been there
1: before. Yeah, I don't know.
0: But that was the original. Now I'm just thinking it may just stay at Rob's house while I go to Tennessee. And then come back. Because getting it across the Darien Gap is going to take, you know, I don't think I can be under a time crunch and get that done effectively.
1: I don't even know what the Darien Gap is. Why don't you fill me in on that?
0: The Darien Gap is the... Sounds like something
1: you go to the doctor for.
0: It's the the forest in between Panama and Colombia. Okay. Where there is no road. And they say if you do find a road, it's because... You know, drug smugglers or human traffickers have made a road, and you probably don't want to be using it.
1: That's, is, wow. Yeah,
0: there's no, there's no road that connects South America to Central America.
1: Really? Now,
0: Colombia yeah. wants to build one. Like, they're willing to build one to the line, but Panama will not connect to it.
1: They're being selfish?
0: Or I think we're kind of you know we got a pretty good stranglehold over panama yeah and we're probably like no we don't want south america <laughs> to be connected oh. to the continent we live on Fuck.
1: damn that's heavy man so there's
0: only i've only found two other people that have done it on a motorcycle a guy did it back in the 90s on a bmw oh my god Every morning he that road
1: up, ain't there no more
0: there wasn't a road. He, oh. Every morning he'd wake up and he'd cleared like two miles with his machete and then walk back to his bike. It took him like 30 days to do 80 miles. <laughs> and he said the only reason he was able to do it is because his bike had a Kickstarter. And he had somebody else help him, like pulling it through the mud and through the rivers and shit.
1: That's a big bike to be by yourself. Now,
0: uh, Wolfgang of WW Cycles, the guy who, uh, you know, WW Cycles yeah. and Cannonball? Yeah, yeah. When I took those photos for this week. He did it on a fucking panhead. Wow. And there's pictures of him with like a tribe of Indians with the r- fucking bike on ropes and pulleys going over the tops of the fucking rivers and shit. Oh. And like pulling it up these fucking like muddy fucking hills. You know, they're carving mm. out fucking trails. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put my bike on a boat. And go around that son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's no. a good idea. No, I mean, you could put your bike on a boat. You know, the boat option is not as stable as it was a couple years ago, like pre COVID. Hasn't been as many travelers now. Not that it's impossible, you know, there's just not, from what I'm seeing, or, you know, and I mean, honestly, I haven't really dug that deep. But there's some options, but I can't be like on a time crunch. I can't be like, Go down there to the ports and be like, hey guys, I got two days where I gotta be in Medellin. Yeah. You
1: know, like You just get super white I on need
0: them. To, yeah, I need to be like
1: <laughs> And I want a chicken sandwich. Hey, what the
0: fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Large fry and a Coke.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna need some shade on this fucking boat for <laughs> yeah, sure. Dude.
1: Yeah. Do you have a fucking plug in for my yeah. iPhone and my audio equipment? Bitches. Dude, you guys
0: are gonna be on the podcast.
1: Yeah, you guys wanna be on the podcast.
0: Uh, so yeah, I can't approach that situation. You know, and I can also just Fly over there with the bike. I get stick it in a cargo container. I found a cargo company that seems pretty good, but I have to be in Colombia when the bike shows up, uh, and the dates that they have going don't don't work for me. So, yeah, I'm thinking Rob's. And here's the deal, Rob and the Buildwell guys are fixing to ride a bunch of Pan Americas to Alaska. They're going to do the top half of the Pan America Trail. So hopefully by the end of the year. The Pan-America has done the Pan-America, you know, not the same one, the whole trail consecutively, but, yeah. you know, hey right, I'll be covered. That's badass. Uh, so it'll be good, you know, Rob can fucking look at it for a week or two and be like, well, this is retarded, or this is, you know, figure out what he needs to do yeah. to help get his bikes along the trail, so. Yeah,
1: maybe he'll even work on your bike. <laughs> Hey, hint, weak, hint. Weak. Hey there, Robbie boy. <laughs> hey, you
0: see anything, Rob? Yeah, you know, you know extra Ron's brush Well He's already helped me out so much to get to where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, dude, the guy's fucking solid. Hell yeah, that's He's awesome. He's been down there a couple times on a bike, driven his truck down there. Yeah. Uh, so he helped me out with the border crossings. Uh, you know, obviously, i created my own challenges, you know, <laughs> crossing borders, but he has been a lot of help. <laughs> So that's kind of where I'm at now. Just go down there, get the bike to Rob's, you know, and then come back and then get back after it after that.
1: Dude, what a, I mean, that's all shit that you want to be, had done on your deathbed, right? Like, you want to think back to memories of what you're doing right now. Tell, tell your kids and your grandkids and Dude, that I shit's not important. i
0: thinking about no motherfucking deathbed right now.
1: But what I'm saying is these will yeah, be memories that you'll rad. be able to hold it's with rad. you it's to life. for the rest of your life. It is. These are this is a very important trip. You should be stoked.
0: Damn, man. I'm stoked that yeah. I'm right here right now with you.
1: Well, this is you know, this is just the cherry on top. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh shit. So everybody needs to come check your shit out in Sturgis, right? That's gonna be the next big show for you, huh?
1: That's well. Actually,
0: out, I signing autographs as well, the new Emerging virgin.
1: Yeah, damn, virgin. That'd be sweet. Are you gonna
0: have like fucking um,
1: headshots? Some,
0: yeah, giveaways or something. You know, like little posters people can come in, like eight yeah. by tens.
1: Yeah, of my face though. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign See? them. Yeah, to my fans, to my loyal fans. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll have all that you shit. show up with
0: your own table, like, just set up to, like, there's going to be a line there. Like, where do I put my autograph table?
1: <laughs> you look at me like, are you fucking dumb?
0: Yeah, you thought I was emerging versions. Yeah, I'm a
1: big-time virgin. <laughs> 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 Super virgin.
0: Oh, man, I can't wait to get the phone call from him after this.
1: I have a gallery show, actually, in a museum, uh, June 3rd. No shit. Of my documentary where? work. Gadsden Museum of Art. That's in
0: Birmingham? It's it's
1: in Alabama. Gadsden is the city. It's like an hour north of Birmingham. Okay. Northeast, I guess, if that's right. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they asked me like two years ago, and I've been planning this for about two years. The the, uh, opening reception is June 3rd, Friday, June 3rd at 5 p.m., and it's my Finding Faith show.
0: That's awesome. So, is this the first like showing you've done of your work? Remember I had it in form? a
1: gallery in Chicago one other time, but this is the first time it's ever been in a museum.
0: That's pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. So I'll be doing that and then going to Sturgis to do that, and they'll be like two different worlds, but uh, we'll fucking be. very grateful for each world. We'll you know? Are you
0: going to ride out to Sturgis?
1: Probably not. i got to bring all my photos and shit. So,
0: no, you don't. No, Lictor's got a truck that travels around the country and picks up everybody's stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're definitely getting a phone call after this one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he could tell you you're full of shit. I don't uh, think that's the case. I
0: think he might be the one that does it. I think he drives around the country and picks up everybody's stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just not hold my breath on that situation, buddy. I'm just going to assume that I uh, that put him in the van bad. or the oh. truck and put my bike in the truck and drive my ass to Sturgis. So you going
0: to be staying at the chip? What are you, what's your plan? Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He said I get two free passes. Sick. So. Yeah,
0: definitely stay at the chip then, dude. It just can't, can't throw a tent, right?
1: Playing. No, incorrect. Kid Rock is not playing. Papa Roach is playing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no, get this. Papa Roach, Snoop Dogg, um, Leonard Skinnerd.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You're looking at the lineup from like three years ago when Leonard Skinner did their farewell tour, and they were never going to play again. Wait,
1: I thought I looked at it today, dude, and it, it's. That's not a recap of all the years, is it?
0: Oh, dude. We opened up for Snoop Dogg a couple years ago. You opened we raced, up. We you raced did? In front of the Snoop Dogg stage, yeah.
1: Wait, it says right here. Are you
0: telling me they're doing it again? I thought Leonard Skinner played their last show ever.
1: Oh, dude, you might be right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> dude, that was a joke.
1: I don't know. They've been
0: doing their farewell tour for like fucking 10 years now.
1: Concerts and entertainment for 2022 at the Buffalo Chip. Yeah, it's set. No, it says like look at it. more 22 Sturgis Rally Bands entertainment coming soon Snoop Dogg look at it. Saturday damn. August 6th Buck Buck Cherry,
0: August 6th too damn August 6th <laughs> is fucking double header Leonard Skinner again on the 7th <laughs> Farewell Tour Bush <laughs> <laughs> No way.
1: Yeah, motherfucker Bush.
0: Oh Robson. No way. Dude, that's your fucking dad. I'm there, dude. That's your father. Monday? <laughs> dude, 8th. we're going there after the fucking Jeremy Pratt race. Lead Lita Lita Ford. of Ford. I don't I don't Papa you roasts. You'll be there on Tuesday the night. Dude, I'll sure. have my
1: shirt off. I'll be like, suffocation. <laughs> no breathing. Don't give a fuck if they cut my own breathing. Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: Falling in Reverse. Hollywood. Don't know who that is. Bad Wolves. Don't know that we all know Travis who Travis Truitt is. That motherfucker's <laughs>
0: bad at the guitar. Aaron Lewis. Puddle
1: of Mud. Pop Evil painkillers more
0: bands i mean who else could they possibly have who so i'm not making that up you're seeing this no i saw it I mean, snoop
1: dogg Buck cherry leonard skinner bush rob zombie papa roach you're
0: definitely going to want to stay at the buffalo chip
1: yeah probably become friends with papa roach and you'll never see me again
0: <laughs> better puddle than mine. <laughs>
1: Your life could go two ways. You could do? definitely. Your life could go. As long as I don't go to jail, we'll be okay. Oh my gosh!
0: All right, I got to wrap this up, Jeremiah. Yeah, I got go to go to bed. A pleasure, fucking talking, catching up. Love you, buddy. Hey, enjoy Texas,
1: dude. I'm gonna just have a bunch of work to do here for the next four days. Dude, I love
0: your roadside shirt.
1: Roadside Marty, we've heard of him. Peace out, Love you.
0: and this place I'm at is fucking beautiful dude it is beautiful this tree in front of me right now is so crazy it's like 8 foot tall and there's no branches on it right and then 8 foot it just spreads out like a fucking shelf or like a it's almost like a lily pad like you see a lily pad just sitting on top of the water obviously this isn't a lily pad there's a lot of leaves but the branches don't go up they just go straight out like a shelf anyways i hope you enjoyed that podcast with jeremiah and of course here comes a fucking dump truck or something got lights i don't know what just a big old flatbed same kind of flatbed that hauled my bike for a few hours a couple weeks ago And speaking of the bikes running Oh god God I'm not even going to say it I'm here And uh, fixing to go ride it Take some chances Put it through the fucking motions It's going to be sick It's going to be so fucking sick So Yeah mcshoptees.com, DangerDanceTalkShop.com LowbrowCustoms.com KnivesMadeByNick.com MotorcycleSherpa.com Check it out, man. Check it out. Peace.